G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio, your one-stop shop for freaking just everything related to gaming and gaming news and gaming reviews and freaking gaming gaming. Gaming that happens within gaming. Mini games even. Mini game reviews. Anyways, my name's Capo and alongside me are the wonderful Pav Leatherface and Grizzly Gaming 86. How are you, mate? You doing all right? I'm doing excellent, Cap. Very good. Yep. Over our um, slight hangover from the couple of beverages that I had with you on Friday night. Yes. Feeling a bit more fresh now, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So we obviously, so for those listening at home, um, those in the Twitch chat, we missed an episode last week. We do apologize. We were both incredibly sick with COVID. Um, <laughs> so to make up for the fact that we were so, we missed out on a whole weekend and a podcast, me and Grizz, got exceptionally boozed on saturday night um was it saturday night oh yeah sorry my bad saturday night yeah yeah saturday night so saturday night all right so we went into catch up with a good mate of ours that we hadn't seen for a while um and got quite pieced um had a couple of um what do you call them uh what's that drink (laughs) yeah we had we had beers we We definitely had beers didn't we and gin and tonic yes we had that's what i was thinking espresso martinis so I had a we couple had a of those to prime us. Mm. Mm. But um, yeah, it was quite a quite a big night. And um, I think Chris got kicked out or some shit. <laughs> no, I think I, well, I wouldn't say I got, <laughs> I, got mad, I got kicked out because the place was closing, all right? There's a difference. <laughs> it was closing time. That's close enough for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was really good to catch up with you, mate. Now a few beers. But um, oh, mate, so tell me about your, your COVID experience. How was yours? Oh, uh, Oh man, so the actual like flu and cold symptoms were manageable, but the fatigue dude hit me hard every day. I would, I would like ended up working three half days because I was all working from home as well, just because I couldn't function. You know, it gets like twelve o'clock and I just want to go and have a little nap and yeah. lie down. So that's exactly what I did. So that that kind of sucked. Put put my kind of week on a on a on a bit of a hold. Yeah. yeah. What about what Absolutely. about yours, Cap? How how'd you go, mate? Well, yeah, I thought, um, so to begin with, my wife got COVID and then um, she got hit quite hard. We actually had to take her to hospital one day because she was having respiratory issues, but she's fine um, post-COVID. So I ended up getting COVID as well. um, And I started testing positive on the Thursday. And then I had about two or three days where I felt fine. And I was like, Fucking, this is easy, mate. No worries. <laughs> Fucking sweet. I'm one of those lucky ones that don't have, don't get sick. Um, and mate, Saturday, Sunday were just brutal, absolutely brutal. Um, and then I took Monday, Tuesday off as well. Um, I was still quite sick, anyways. Um, sleeping a lot. Um, just resting. Wednesday, I had a huge meeting to um, present a project that we're working on at work for. So. Went in for that, worked the whole day, and then Thursday, Friday, I was just like, no, nah, fuck this, I'm taking those days just, just off. having some time off. Yeah, yeah. Well, people, Pete, you're supposed to have the whole, well, it's. I, I thought it was general practice just to have the whole week off of COVID, you know, and not work. Some people get hit really hard with it. Like my, yeah. my youngest cap got really sick. <clears throat> Ada was um, high temperatures and all the rest. And How's she feeling now, mate? We're all pretty much, in our household, we're all pretty much fully recovered now. So, yep. yeah. Touch wood, we've yeah. um, all come pretty good. And in general, I don't feel any different. Um, like I, I, I know that some people have like warped sense of taste and smell and other other bits and pieces that uh, come yeah. off the back end of that. But uh, no, I'm yeah. feeling 
Pretty good so far. I went out mm. for beers uh, with mates on Friday night, and that was the second day out of isolation for me. And I'm positive that beers tasted slightly different for me on that day. Is that and right? Then, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was, at, I was at a um, beer tasting at my local um, bottle shop, and all the fucking beers tasted exactly the same. And <laughs> I was like, hmm. <laughs> but once I got, um, I got going the next day. Um, I think my taste buds had started to recoalesce, so that was good. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm glad that we're all out. I, I'm still a little bit congested, um, but I'm fine. Um, I'm, I'm not testing positive anymore. So, um, I think it's just like the remnants of just my, it was essentially just like a really bad head cold. Cause I didn't get a sore throat or anything. I didn't get, mm-hmm. um, the chestiness. It was just like head cold stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's over for the most part. And we maybe have some kind of immunity for a couple of weeks or months or something, but. So on yeah. another note here, Cap, I don't believe the viewers, if you are watching this podcast, whether it be uh, on the YouTube or on the Spotify via the video player that you can click in the bottom left-hand corner of your Spotify player now, um, I believe you're wearing a new set of glasses, Cap. I am. People have. I am. I managed to get some new glasses before uh, I, I, um, I got COVID. So, um yeah, it's taken me a little while to get used to these ones, which is a bit weird. But um, are they different prescription, I'm mate, or the same? Slightly same different, yeah, slightly different. Which I haven't had much of a change in my prescription over the last couple, which is good because the intention is to eventually get um, laser eye surgery. So you need to have your prescription remain static for a little while before you can kind of go and do that. Is that um, right? You know, yeah, they don't want your eyes changing once you've had the exactly. You're literally stuff. like shaving the shit off your eyes so <laughs> not super ideal if you your eyes continue to change and you need to do it again because there's only a finite amount of times i think you can do it so yeah so pretty hectic now i think my prescription is like on the absolute like edge of what's possible for laser eyes so hopefully it stays that way <laughs> yeah absolutely but grizzo enough about me covid you new glasses all the other things it's been obviously quite a long time between podcast episodes. So we've got a lot of stuff to go through mm-hmm. um, just to give you guys a bit of a rundown of the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about today. We've got PlayStation's huge state of play announcements. Uh, we've got a lot of Pokemon news coming at you for the new Scarlet and Violet versions. Um, got a bunch of stuff to uh, talk about with Sonic Frontiers, the new open world Sonic game. Uh, we I'll tell you what, Grizz, there's shitloads of Warhammer news. So if you're a Warhammer fan, you're going to be stoked today. Uh, obviously, Diablo Immortal was released uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that and a lot of fucking um, quickfire stuff and Just a poll to go through. Quickly interject there, Cap. If you do wait until the Diablo Immortal section, we will be offering positions to the clan. So make sure you stick around and listen for that. Yeah, you'll get the full fucking rundown. And then you'll go, hmm, do I really want to be in that clan? Or do I really want to be playing Diablo Immortal? <laughs> Anyways, before we get into the episode, just wanted to say thank you so much to our wonderful Patreon supporters. Now, I haven't checked the uh, the recent um, uh, membership of that, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't changed. Uh, but thank you so much to Sukai, Moosey, Hoenhoney, Honey, Bogues, Caging Runt, and Sergeant Paul, you big bunch of legends. 
And if you've dropped off there or we've got new members in there, again, thank you so much. We bloody appreciate that. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Let's fucking get into it. All right, Grizz. Yes, mate. PlayStation friend. Play. Uh, what is it? State of Play. Huge yeah. Sony PlayStation. Um, well, conf- not a conference, like a just a trailer drop release event thing. Um, obviously, E3 is not really uh, not really the hotness at the moment. So um, mm. we've got the Summer Games Fest, and alongside the Summer Games Fest, the PlayStation State of Play kind of jumped in onto the whole kind of train of uh, within that. So we've had the Sony PlayStation State of Play and a shitload of stuff coming out um, of that particular event. Um, a lot of stuff that's not primary first-party um, stuff, but a lot of third-party developers and AAA stuff as well. Um, but Grizzly, let's um, let's go with the first one off the uh, first cab off the rank in terms of what came out of that Resident Evil Four remake, dude. Now mm-hmm. this looks. F- Fucking sweet. And we, we kind of, I think there was some rumours this, this was going to happen. Look, Resident Evil remake, what was it, 2 and 3, did really yeah. well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that in terms of graphical fidelity, they looked really good and people were pretty happy with those overall. Obviously, they're just rehashing the same game and, you know, it's pretty hard to fuck it up. Um, but it seems that they're going to be doing the same thing again with Resident Evil 4. And boy, oh boy, does Leon look fucking good. That's his name, right? Leon Kennedy. Leon I'm Kennedy, here to save yes. the president's daughter. So, Cap, <laughs> this is coming out uh, 25th March 2023, so we've got to wait another year. Um, oh, but from fuck. What, what, but what I have read, though, is uh, similar to um, number two. This is a complete rebuild, so built from the ground up, um, basically just using it, guidance from, obviously, obviously uh, Resident Evil 4, and it's going yeah. to be releasing on PlayStation, uh, PC, via Steam, and Xbox as well. So... Yeah, I, I mean, you have a look at Resident Evil 2. Uh, it has a 91% on Metacritic, very highly acclaimed as the remake, that is. So I think this is definitely something yep. to look forward to. The trailer looks Absolutely. fucking nuts as well. Now, did you play the original Grizz? No, I actually went back and looked at some original footage today to see whether uh, I got to this. But I don't think so, man. I think I only played 1 and 2 back in the day. So Dude, maybe this, this is, is a, good a lot of people's favourite Resident Evil game. A lot of people right? sort of say this is their favourite one. I think it's just in terms of the way the game's structured. Um, the protagonist, Leon's a pretty um, pretty cool guy. Um, I think he's also the guy out of um, number two as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, so you yeah, play right. the sort of same guy. He's now in the special forces or some shit, and the president's daughter's gone missing in the fucking woods in the middle of Eastern Europe. So you're like, don't worry, president. I've got it. I've got it from here. I'll, uh, I'll go and find her. So... Um, yeah, really good game. I never played the original, but I had mates who had it, and I've seen them play it once upon a time when I was well, I was but a youngster. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, looks really good. Uh, if you have played the uh, recent remakes of two and three, um, it's very similar in style. I'd say they're probably just using the same engine. Um, and the trailer that has been released is kind of more of a story trailer. There's not really any gameplay. Um, I'm sure it's in engine though um by the looks of things so there's no there's nothing to say that it isn't in engine so i'd assume this is all in engine stuff um but yeah it looks really mint so um if you're interested in seeing that go and check out the trailer go and check it out. yeah um crap did you play village mate just out of curiosity as a side note on this i one? did i never finished it though yeah dude um, I, I actually don't know if i've told anyone this but um 
when I had that bad night terror, I was actually playing through that game at the time. And I decided oh. that um, maybe it wasn't the best thing to be consuming before I went to bed. So I actually didn't pick it back up. Understandable. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I, I was enjoying it. And they are fucking spooky, man. They got that. These oh, yeah. games, like the atmosphere in these games yeah. is nuts. Uh, and when I had a look at Resident Evil 4 cap, the, the thing that stood out to me um, was some statistics of the different um, death animations for the main character. There was something like. 350 different death animations from different scenarios. An example of one is if you shoot a pool of water four times, the monster would come out of there and give you the clamps and just like... What? Yeah. So there was a heap In of village. ones... Yeah, no, no, sorry. This is Resident Evil 4, the original. Right. This okay. is Resident Evil 4, the original. So there was heaps of little ones that you... If you had played number four, you may not have seen that were right. some uh, sneaky little little ones. So were you saying that it's been confirmed that all those are being recreated in the new game? I, I am not saying that, but uh, I think that would be pretty cool. It, it might be <laughs> Absolutely, it'd be yeah. pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um, it'd be pretty funny if you go up to like you know the lake and then shoot the water and then you just die and you're like, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but actually, Chris, going, we may as well talk about it now um, as part yeah. of the state of play. Um, Capcom also announced that mm. they're going to be releasing a VR port of Resident Evil for the PS5. So that'll be coming yeah. with the PSVR 2. Um, yep. So I think an excellent um, an excellent title. You're going to get to see Lady Demetrio's boobies up close in in, uh, in VR, which is going to be great. Um, big fan of that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so if uh, if you haven't played it, maybe a good way for people listening at home, if you haven't played that and you're interested in getting in on the VR um, hype, maybe a good way to play the new Resident Evil. It'll be fucking scary, I'd imagine. So, Cap, yeah. what's your thoughts on, um, on, on making existing titles into v, uh, VR titles and how how that kind of feels as a VR title? Do you think well, this... I think there's always this this kind of development problem, dude, with um, because VR is like such a different way of experiencing a game versus that static TV kind of experience or static monitor, whatever. Um, trying to translate movement and stuff from your game into a VR sort of world is quite interesting. Um, mm. So I mean more so like, you know, navigating through a world um versus um that is not vr versus vr is quite a challenging thing to achieve um to ensure that you have you know a good amount of motion um you're able to sort of react to things um and even just not get motion sick <laughs> is agree, a big one as well i agree um, it's challenging isn't it absolutely so just to add on to this bit so the psvr2 cap uh, playstation have come out and said that um, there's going to be 20 titles for the PSVR 2 launch yep. um, that are coming to PlayStation 5. One of them is obviously Resident Evil Village that will be coming. They mentioned that No Man's Sky was another one that is going to be coming okay. onto PS5 as well. Yep. Um, as well as uh, The Walking Dead um, Chapter 2. Okay. Um, coming up to PSVR. Uh, yeah, PSVR I always 2. wonder, like, with these kinds of things, like Grizz, for example, if you play a mobile game on your phone, and you play yeah. a game on your PC of that same game. So, for example, um, you know, we'll be talking about it later, but Diablo Immortal. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you have much more dexterity uh, and um, you interface better with a PC 
version versus uh, a mobile game. And I always kind of get that same kind of vibe with the VR title. So yep. it all obviously all comes down to implementation, but I, it, it is kind of like, what do we have to um, lose to enable mm -hmm. that implementation? Um, so I don't know. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I think I, a game I think, like Resident Evil. I think you've Evil... nailed it there. I think you've nailed it there, Kevin. The big takeaway here is I, I kind of feel that if the game is designed for PSVR 2, you're going yeah. to be missing out on on uh, probably the full experience of, of what you should have in that yeah. in that format. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it comes out. But maybe Absolutely. this is the time where we, we talk about this New Horizon game, Cap, that is for designed sure. for PSVR 2 and and yep. um, as part of this uh, state of play as well. So, yeah, worth to mention, this is a dedicated VR experience. So whereas Resident Evil, which I think will translate well to the VR being a horror game, I think um, that's it'll depend on how they implement that from um, being just the standalone game into a VR um, mm. title. But um, Horizon Call of the Mountain uh, was announced, I think, um, the last major PlayStation um, offering that they did, uh, and now they've released their first gameplay trailer. Um, shows off, I, I'm pretty sure it's Aloy kind of floating through some um, area that looks kind of similar to the current Forbidden West um, uh, setting. And she has all this kind of shit going on around her with, you know, bionicle dinosaurs roaming around and clamping their feet down in front of her and, you know, looking up and moving branches with your hands in game and... It um, actually looks yeah. nuts, man, doesn't it? Like, it does look pretty cool. Because that word was already pretty amazing. In I haven't played it, but I've just seen clips and footage and you talking about it. But um, that that New Horizon game and the way that they've done kind of water physics and everything else and and PS5's ability to 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 render things, it just it looks yeah. it looks pretty dang amazing. So one Interesting thing to see I'll, how long it is. I wonder. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I will say about the trailer is, as someone who has played the Horizon games. I feel yeah. like because you are putting someone in a VR title where, again, we go into this dexterity problem where you're trying to get people to perform actions at a reasonable rate and stuff, I feel like everything <laughs> has to slow down to enable that. And so when yeah. you see these animals and stuff or these these robots in the in the trailer, I feel like they are quite slow um, with their attacks and stuff. And when you've played Forbidden West, you see that that quickness and you're, you're trying to react to things happening. And obviously it's just an implementation thing. It's just how it is for VR because, you know, that's just the, the rate of play that you're working with. But um, again, it's interesting to see, you know, sort of, um, I, I guess that comparison between the two different styles of game between VR and like, these standalone titles. So... Um, but yeah, it looks very, very nice. Looks very pretty. Um, I think with the new PSVR two, um, obviously they're they're going to be beefing up the specs quite a lot from the last PSVR. Um, I can't remember what the it's like 120 hertz in each eye or something. Yeah, ridiculous. yeah, nuts, so it's going to be this it, look uh, fantastic. Oh man, mm. it should look really nice. The only thing I'm a bit bit sad about is, and I mean we're just not quite there yet with a lot of um, I guess budget. Um, headsets is just the cable that's going to be coming out of the back of your headset um yep. but yeah looks very very nice we've got some footage well this is probably on. the first um this is the first triple a uh, i would say release dedicated to, to vr that we've seen cap so yeah, i, I well, hold reasonably PSVR high too, yeah absolutely PSVR too yeah reasonably high expectations here for it to be uh pretty dang amazing and yeah uh, i think you're just about to mention we do have some footage up on the stream, if you want to have a quick look, bottom right-hand corner, it does look pretty cool. We can see her shooting a bow, kind of aiming a bow and arrow and, and doing other yep. bits and pieces that 
pretty yeah pretty there's cool. definitely a lot of stuff that's shared between um i i guess the you know the, the standalone games and the vr titles it kind of looks like a lot of the stuff i've seen with the combat is kind of the the animal kind of just runs at you and then runs away and then you've obviously got a bit of time to go <laughs> ping 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 yeah. and then it yeah. runs back at you again and so it'll be interesting to see how um, immersive and interesting the combat is because, I mean, when you compare it to, um, you know, Forbidden Western, the original Horizon Zero Dawn, like the combat for those are quite quite fun and intense in some moments. Um, and yep. you've obviously got quite a lot of stuff you can do in terms of setting traps and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how it all translates into a VR title. But, um, yeah, it looks very freaking nice. Um, but yeah. Very freaking nice. Enough about freaking VR, Grizz. I'm pretty sure that's the only ones we got to talk about. But mm-hmm. we've got a game about cats. There's oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> this looks so good, eh? So I haven't uh, seen an awful lot about this, Grizz, but I did see oh, it get announced a while I- back. I am surprised you didn't watch the trailer, man. This game looks absolutely nuts. So let me give you a little bit of a rundown here. So this is called Cat Game Stray. It comes out July 19th. Um, and, Cat, this one will be apparently a part of the PS Plus library as well. Oh, very um, cool. Okay. So the game about uh, is essentially a game about a cat in a world not meant for cats. So it's actually a post-apocalyptic explorer. So... Um, Everyone that are, is around you in this post-apocalyptic city are basically robots and bits and pieces. I will get some footage up on stream for, in a little bit for you to have a look. Um, but, yeah, it's set in a largely abandoned city uh, where hum, uh, humans are not there. It's populated instead by robotic androids. So uh, think of, like, neon-lit um, alleys, decaying cyber city, murky environments, yeah. and then a kind city... Kind of cyberpunky? Yeah, very, cyber, very yeah. cyberpunky and... But, dude, the thing that really caught me, Cap, which I think you will love, mate, is the animations of the cats. Animations of the cat is just, like, spot on to you can walk up and you can scratch things and purring and just the mannerisms, like, lying in the sun on some of the uh, film clips. So any cat owners out there, this is going to really hit a soft spot for you because there is a lot of cutesy kind of cat things in it, but it is also beautifully done in, in terms of game design. And, obviously, um, it's made for current-gen current, current gen console, so it, it looks pretty pretty dang cool yeah i'm just watching a um a trailer now grizz like just the way that the cat's moving around and interacts with um the environment and you're kind of jumping through certain areas it it does it's very evocative of how you would imagine an actual cat would move around things and the graphics are quite impressive um grizzo like it looks really freaking good um i do hope that there is a part in the game where i get to pet the cat um gonna be pretty upset <laughs> if that's not a thing um yeah. i'm sure it's included though because um I, I know that there'll be a, a massive problem um around the world if that's not an option um but yeah no it looks very good if you if you're interested go and check out the trailer um this trailer i'm watching actually came out last year but um yeah it looks very good so obviously coming to ps um ps plus uh looks very bloody interesting now we have got a lot of stuff to get through Grizz, so i'm just going to kind of Move where we can. Um, Carry on my now, wayward son. We're carrying on, my friend. Uh, Spider Man, Grizz. You, you like Spider Man? You into superheroes, well, mate? This surprised me here, Cap, because this is a remaster of a game that was released in, what, 2018? It's like four years old, mate. And they're, yeah. and they're remastering it, bringing it to PC. So We spoke hear- about this before. It, the, the amount of time between games releasing and getting a remaster is getting fucking shorter and shorter. It's so weird. Um, well, it's not weird. I think it's just it's just because they know they can make money off shit, so they're going to do it anyway. 
But yeah. anyway, so yeah. the uh, Spider-Man remastered is coming out on uh, on PC. So um, it, it does look like Sony's making quite a big motion to getting a lot of their games onto PC, which makes a yeah. lot of sense, right? Because, I mean, it's just money for fucking nothing. Like, just put your games on PC, mate. You know, yeah. let them I out agree, on, on PlayStation mm-hmm. first. Let them kind of stew there for a little bit. You know, get people to buy your consoles, all that kind of shit. You get your sort of first buy-ins. And then the people who weren't going to buy a PlayStation anyway, why don't you just fucking flog them on Steam and then make a shitload of money as well? So this is going to be, funnily enough, Cap, a uh, Epic Store, releasing Epic Store on August oh, 12th. Oh, Epic Remaster. Store. Very interesting. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it says here, hang on. It says uh, Steam, uh, Spider-Man, <laughs> Steam Man, no, Spider-Man Remastered hits the Epic Store and Steam on August 12th. Okay, there you go. Yep, all right. According to Kotaku, my good But friends. I agree. I agree here, Cap, and I, I don't understand this, and maybe you can explain this to me, but how does this work for PlayStation in terms of them making money from games going to PC? Like, how does it? How does this? If it's going oh. out through Epic's game, Epic Game Store, or, or whatever else, is it? Is it? Look, they just get a, I think it just comes or? down. I'm, I'm sure that like a, a developer the size of Sony probably has a little bit more command over the kind of amount of money that they'd be making um, yep. from having these games. Because I mean, when you do put your games on these different stores, you get a certain percentage taken away from the the sale that goes back to the store as like a a commission, I guess. So. I would have thought that Sony may, maybe might be able to get a little bit more leeway there. But overall, man, I would think that in terms of dev cost, remastering a game like this wouldn't be too difficult. I mean, it came out in fucking 2018. It's not, it hasn't mm. been out for, I mean, what's that, four years ago, that's dude? crazy. It's probably ridiculous. just going to up the refresh rate, mate, and that's it, and maybe fix a couple of bugs. Yeah, know, call it a day like, and then just chuck it, yeah. like, you know, update the ca- uh, controller mapping so you can you can play it on uh, on PC and away you go. It's ready, ready so the for real question consumption. Here. The real question here, Cap, is will there be a point in time where their PC releases are captured under the PlayStation uh, subscription model and what what format will they be released on? Will PlayStation have a dedicated um, <clears throat> app that you can have on your PC that allows you to play these titles that are getting released on PC? Or is that some, I wonder if that's something that may come now that they're looking at pushing these titles onto, onto PC. We've already got God of War. There's a few others that are coming that we know of. Yeah, I don't know. I think it will be interesting to see what happens, Chris, but I would have thought that the... Remember there was that t- moment in time where everyone was coming out with their own fucking um like game app store you know you had like gog and you had steam and then epic came out and then bethesda had their own as well um and they've obviously decommissioned theirs since i think people are probably (laughs) caring less and less about having their own thing these days mostly because of upkeep uh, yeah well i mean the worst thing is is when you have to have run a few i mean i run steam and the battle net and then oh man do you remember how bad origin was that was like the it's worst. still bad. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It, it, just, it does grind my gears. Every time I've ever had to install a game through Origin, I've had the game fuck up on install. I don't know what it yeah. is about that client, but it just refuses to let you enjoy anything. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I can't see Sony coming out with their own um, with their own app. I really can't. But, hey, maybe. Um, maybe they try and retain some of that cash that... Uh, that um, goes into Steam and Epic's pockets when you make sales on their on their platforms, but hey, we'll see what happens. So yeah, so if you're interested in uh, in playing Spider Man, uh, so that's the one that came out on PS4 back in 2018. 
Um, yeah, it's 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 coming to PC uh, on August. Uh, what was that? August twenty second or some shit. Uh, August twelfth. Uh, yeah, August twelfth. August twelfth. Yeah. Um, actually, Jim, Jim in Jim in the chat. Um, g'day, mate. Um, said something quite interesting that I think um, I wouldn't mind just having a quick chat about Grizzo. Um, he mm-hmm. Jim said, mm-hmm. uh, unlike some people, I don't have a problem that it's on Epic. So obviously, that's sort of harking back to that whole time of which I think people still have issues with with um, games not sort of releasing here and there and everywhere this game will be coming to both steam and epic so we don't have that division there but um he has a problem with paying that much money for an old game so look i don't know if we know the pricing for this game yet um at least i can't see it um they're gonna surely they're gonna they're gonna make it sting right like well, this, this is, is the thing, Grizz. This is why they remaster right? these games because they go, "Oh, yeah. well, it's a remaster, mate. It's, you know, pay full price for a remaster." Um, that's how they get you. You got 144 frames on the old PC, mate. There you go. Yeah, actually, it probably look look pretty fucking sweet swinging around yeah. um, New York City uh, as 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 Spidey Man, uh, Peter Parker. Um, I imagine with. You played it, Cap, or not? Nah, look, dude, I'm not really a superhero guy. It's not really my thing. Um, <laughs> I just don't really vibe yeah. with it, in all honesty. Um, I, dude, fucking power to you if that's what you get into, but I just don't You'd much rather be Marvel. the Elden Lord, mate. I'd much sure. be the Elden Lord, and don't worry. I'm sure we'll talk about it later, perhaps. Um, but, yeah, no, the only the only superhero stuff I watch, Grizz, is, um, is Guardians of the Galaxy because it's it's kind of like um, sci-fi adjacent. So um, okay. that's pretty yep. much the only thing I watch. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm going to be really fucking pissed off if the next Guardians of the Galaxy has all these other fucking superheroes in there that I don't want to fucking see. I just want to see the Guardians. <laughs> that's all I want to see. I want to see the fighting aliens dude, doing cool dude, is, fucking space shit. Is Guardians of the Galaxy... Who Like, who is, who's in Chris there? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, okay. He's Star Lord yeah. and uh, Batista and um, Vin Diesel is Groot. I am Groot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the I'm one. He's the that. tree man, mm. dude. Honestly, mm. I fucking okay. Spoilers if you haven't seen the first movie. Groot fucking dies and then doesn't die, and I fucking was crying in the cinema, hundred <laughs> percent. It was fucking terrifying, <laughs> sad, and yeah. Anyways. Yeah, right. Okay. But yeah, um, and uh, Zoe Zel- uh, Saldana as Gamora. I don't know who Zoe is, but I mean, oh, you probably know if you saw her, but, um, but yeah. Mm. Um, all right, so moving along, Grizzly Gaming 86. Street Fighter 6 uh, has had some gameplay announced, which is mm. it's looking pretty schmicko. It's got the um, that kind of comic booky um, splash art kind of thing going on. Um, looks quite nice. Um, I think they've also, now Grizz, They've they've mm-hmm. updated their fucking <laughs> icon yes, after all have. the backlash of people. So, well, because they literally virtually stole the idea from memory. Mm. Um, so they've updated their their logo. Thank goodness. Yep. Um, yep. Kind of iterated heavily on it, and it looks a lot nicer. They um, got absolutely. People went to town on them because apparently it was like a stock absolutely. image from from some it was, kind of. It was it was literally just a stock image that they basically. It was kind <laughs> of like they just chucked it on Fiverr and it was like, oh, we need a logo for our new game coming out. It's like Capcom, yeah. mate, you can't just be chucking your shit on Fiverr. Um, it it looks yes. cool. They, they've kind of kept the. It, it'll play at the end of this trailer, but it, they've kind of kept the uh, the way the old one looked, but added heaps of flair to it and yeah. made it look quite funky. I like Dude, it. it but, so it looks like it's it's open worldish as well. Well, this is this is interesting, Cap. So, I don't know if you remember me having this massive whinge about Street Fighter Five on release, but when Street Fighter Five was released, um, 
I bought it. I really wanted to have a player fighting game. And when it, on release, dude, it came out with no story mode. So you couldn't work your way right. through the fighters. And basically, the game was designed on release for as a competitive fighting game. And there was quite a large backlash uh, at that time because the internet in Australia was shit and the netcode was shit and you literally couldn't play online. So you were left to just play with the bots. That's all you got for like a $100 game. And it was just like shocking. Now this has gone the completely opposite direction from what we see. We're seeing like these big open world environments where you can rock around with your Street Fighter character and, and actually engage with the environment around you and jump up on things and talk to people and do bits and pieces. It looks like they've gone completely the other way with it, which I think is, is pretty dang cool. I'm excited yeah, about it. I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of options they give you. I mean, I it doesn't bother me that there's um, any open world stuff in there. In fact, I think it's a real boon to um, a fairly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, stagnant um, kind of game, uh, what's, uh, game genre. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's yeah, always yeah. been fight, okay, next fight, okay, next <clears> fight. <throat> kind of nice to have a way to break up um, that constant loop of just hitting new fights, which obviously, you know, dedicated fighting fans, that's what they're after. So I'm, I'm wondering whether maybe they might have an option to just fucking, just fight, you know? No, oh, they no, will, 100%. I hope yeah. they have bots popped. They, I mean, they usually have something like that. Um, so yeah. Cap on this one. So this is going to release, I believe, on PlayStation 4 still, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and PC, and they haven't given an official release date yet. But it looks to be sometime next year. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting, Chris. Because how long's the PS Five been out for now? What have we had? Well, it feels it feels like not it must long. Must have been a couple of years, <laughs> be, right? Yeah, a couple of years, two or three yeah, years yeah. ish, eighteen months. Uh, Jim reckons in chat. I always I always find it interesting when um, developers start to hard um, like ignore the old generation. Um, so it'll be yeah, interesting so ha- to see when we just don't get PS4 ports anymore. I was curious about that, hey. I was curious about that. Maybe they're doing this, I don't know. I mean, 18 months doesn't seem like long, but also people struggling to get PlayStation 5. Yeah, I was so. going to say 18 oh. months. Still, <laughs> like, some people still can't get a fucking PlayStation. Mm. My boss at work just got his um, after like just so much bullshit. Um, and you know, the other problem we've got is there's a lot of like bot accounts that are just buying PlayStation pre-orders that the people can't fucking buy a PlayStation. It's nuts, dude. Yeah. Freaking crazy. And they sell them on. So, um, Cap, a little bit more about the roster on this particular game. So um, yep. in the trailer and from what we've heard from releases, we know that Chun-Li is in it, Ryu is in it, and then we see a couple of new faces, including a guy called Jamie, um, who ah, appears to use Lannister. some kind of drunken, grunt, drunken style fighting, and then oh. another, another, uh, another female called Kimberly and a couple of others. Now, there is a heap of classic Street Fighter fighters that we haven't seen anything or heard anything about. Some of those include Ken, um, Blanka, uh, E-Honda, Dalsim, and a bunch of those from the original games. And I wonder whether it is going to be a smaller roster um, on this particular one, but they've well, really fleshed out the fighting mechanics and other bits and pieces. So I dare say what they'll probably do, Grizzo, is... Maybe they went, okay, well, we couldn't even fucking ship a story mode last game, so let's try and get that in. And they've gone, how about we have yeah. less characters so we can do that? Um, yeah. So maybe that's what yeah. they've done. But, I mean, obviously they'll do the usual that other fighting games do where they have season passes and new characters come out slowly over time and then those characters will be fucking broken on release and then so they tune them out. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll do the usual. Uh, but as long as Blank is in there, I don't give a shit. Blank is sick. 
He's by sick. far the greatest. He's so just on the cool. art style here, Cap, on the art style here, it's, we're watching a little bit of fighting mechanics, as you can see now. Um, the graphics looks amazing on it, right? But they've kind of incorporated this reasonably realistic fighting style in with some cartoony um, elements. So when you're yeah, hitting it, someone, you'll yeah. see like a splash of of uh, like uh, someone's like hand-drawn some art or something yeah. that comes off it. Pretty dang interesting, mate. I quite yeah. like it. I think um, the art style is going to be incredibly divisive, to be honest, Grizz. I think some people are going to fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be your classic fighting too, but... people. They, yeah. They're going to want just your Mortal Kombat fucking um, blood and, and sweat and tears coming out of your characters. And then there's going to be some mm-hmm. people like us who go, fuck, this looks actually pretty sweet. But <laughs> I promise yeah. you, there's going to be people that don't like it. As there is with most things in this world, Grizzo. Anyways, moving along, my good friend. Now, Tunic. Tunic's a, uh, a little top-down, isometric kind of Zelda-like t- uh, title that uh, you follow a little fox who runs through this little land trying to... I think he's looking for his mother or some shit. Um, I played it a little bit. Um, very, very cool game. They've got this interesting mechanic where you slowly learn about the game by building this game manual um, that coalesces within that you find pages in the game and you're adding shit to it. And then you're slowly deciphering some of the words and stuff in there. Very, very cool game. Um, so this game's coming as a PlayStation release very shortly, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, probably not as excited about it not being on switch yet, because I think it is quite possibly the perfect switch game. Um, I'm just saying if there is a Why is that? Why is that, you reckon, Cap? Why have they decided to release this on a few things and not have it on where I think it would be most valuable, which is the Switch? So, look, they're an indie indie dev team. Um, Mm. It might be uh, that they just don't have anyone on the team that is familiar with porting to Switch. Um, Maybe they needed some more capital behind them before they could do that. Look, I, I don't know... I don't know enough about the development costs behind getting a game ported. Um, obviously, I mean, you've dabbled in Unity. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. sure that you understand that just building something in Unity and releasing it for PC is a lot easier than having to port things to specific consoles. Um, when it comes to Switch, obviously, there's a fidelity problem and um, a hardware issue with how good the Switch is. So maybe they have maybe they do have a port in the works and they're working on trying to get it kind of tweaked so it runs well on the Switch. There's a lot of issues with the Switch, um, and especially for an indie game dev, but I'm sure it's coming. Um, but obviously they've got it ready for the PlayStation now. Um, and hey, it's it's I probably won't play that game again until it's on Switch um, because it was just one of those those things where I just didn't want to sit at my computer to play it. I just wanted to be in bed or on the couch with my wife playing, playing Tunic. So I think that's going to be where it really shines. But if You're you haven't seen cat, the game... You think, it's a, you think it's a good good little... Good little it's a, it's good fun. Like, it's got a good little um, sort of combat um, mechanics behind it. It's, it's fairly simple. Um, they, they kind of go with that uh, low-poly kind of um, graphic design of the elements and, and environment. Um, and whatnot but yeah it's a fun little game um you know they've got little boss fights in there um you go and find little um you know they've got a classic kind of legend of zelda kind of structure where you're finding little items that kind of help you go further or you know you unlock little areas um based on you know boss fights or whatever else so yeah it's 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 a solid little indie indie sort of zelda like title that i think everyone should give a crack if you like it there you go man 
But yeah, so. Maybe on my PlayStation 5, I'll pick it up. I've got a PC as well, so I could grab it on that. It is on my list to play. Um, I believe it's on, on as a stream Game, game. Pass as well, Grizzo. On is it on Xbox Game Pass? Game Pass. Yeah, okay. so actually you probably could fucking stream it to your phone. Oh, la la. Yeah. Probably could do that. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about it later. You might be able to fucking stream it to your Xbox streaming fucking Keystone dongles soon, but uh, Nuts, more info dude. on that freaking so later. Now, Grizzo, something that I am very excited for, a game yep. called the Callisto Protocol. Now, the I interesting you'd thing. Be absolutely pumped up about this one, Cafe. Very, very excited. So it has hard fucking Dead Space vibes. And the reason yep. for that is there's a guy, now his name's not coming to me, um, Callisto Protocol. I believe his name's Glenn something. Um, Glenn Schofield. Um, one of the minds behind the original Dead Space series. He is working heavily on this game. So it's mm. it's a space horror game. Um, they've did released you know their this first was big trailer. Coming? Did you know this I was did. coming? I did. I did know it was okay. coming. I didn't realise that um, Glenn Schofield was working on it. And I also didn't realise how hard they were leaning into the Dead Space kind of vibes. Um, yeah. And it's interesting, dude, because obviously we've got Dead Space Remake coming out next year as well. So... Um, Ooh, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing that the devs that are working on this kind of thought, well, fucking EA's never going to release another Dead Space game, so we'll just fucking make our own. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now here they are. So um, Shocker, it's an yeah. interesting time for this game to sort of slowly be coalescing, but it's got very, very similar vibes to the original Dead Space game. Does it really? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, you know, the whole kind of like on a kind of space uh, installation somewhere in the middle of space, you've got these weird creatures that have, um, kind of just shown up um, and they're, you know, obviously humanoid kind of mutant zombie things. Um, it was Dead, Space, um, was Dead Space uh, brutal in terms of like Absolutely. graphically? Was it? Yeah, because yeah. this one thing that really stuck out to me and maybe a quick trigger warning if you don't like watching this kind of stuff, um, it is brutal in this trailer, Cap. The, yeah. the, the, the images that you see, you know, um, people losing limbs, et cetera, and bits and Super pieces. Super grotesque. Yeah, very grotesque. But Look, with the with the original Dead Space Grizz, one of the mechanics with all of the games was kind of limb removal um, to yeah, right. kind of incapacitate yeah. your enemies. Um, so I think they're kind <laughs> of leaning into that. So, yeah, absolutely, um, mate. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, even when you look at kind of like the main character in this game, <clears throat> excuse me, they kind of has a very similar vibe to Isaac from Dead Space. Kind of, um, I think they might be a prisoner. Uh, but they've got kind of like a suit on and they're walking around. It looks like maybe some of their stats are on the back of their suit, um, which was like a big thing with Dead Space back in the day. Um, mm. You know, this whole idea of having your um, heads up display kind of shown on your character rather than as a, as a like a, a, what do you call it, a UI on your screen. Um, but yeah, it looks very, very interesting. I think they're going for the sort of low... Um, user interface kind of um, approach with um, elements being displayed via the character as to what's going on. Um, but yeah, it looks very, very cool. Um, the graphics look very, very nice, Chris. Like we're looking mm. at the trailer right now in the Twitch chat and uh, God damn. Oh, it looks I mean, dang beautiful, man. So I mean, they announced where this is going to be releasing, Cap. Is this going to be a PlayStation exclusive? Do we know anything about that yet? Well, given that it came with the state of play, I'd assume definitely PlayStation. 
Um, yeah. It might be that it's being it's a timed release uh, for PlayStation. I'm not a hundred percent on that. It's going to. I wonder to... whether this will be as part. Uh, there'll be a option to play maybe a trailer of this or something on that timed release as part of the PlayStation tier. Actually, that's a very fucking good like idea. This. So maybe mm. if you have the the third tier of PlayStation Plus. Maybe you might get a little timed um, go at this game, <laughs> would which con- would make would sense. Con- yeah, I would consider uh, doing that. Maybe like giving yeah, that just a, to a see because that's the thing. thing. Like a game like this, Grizzly, like it make like I would hope that they implement it well and the gameplay is tight because like it, it, a game like this needs to control well. You know, you yeah. don't want to be playing a horror game and it just feels like fucking shit. So um, I'm just that, looking um, at the at the. Sorry, the um the trailer grizz, and it looks like maybe it's only coming to PS4 and PS5. Oh, there you go, mate. Yep. I'll tell you what, Alien Isolation was fantastic for a horror game. The mechanics um that sat Absolutely. behind that were, were pretty great. And it did it did a really good job at integrating what are potentially like cutscenes with actual gameplay moments where you know you've got you've got the alien stalking around the halls and you're in a locker and it is almost like a cinematic watching this thing walk past yeah. you and you've got to like pull back and stop your breathing in bits and pieces. So I mean I don't yeah. know what we're seeing now, whether this is all cutscene or some of this might be some in game gameplay like or whatever. Partial not, parts but... of in game, but it's definitely not all in game. Mm. Um, I mean, it definitely looks like it's um, in engine, which, and again, graphics look very mint. But I mean, Grizz, there's been so many really good horror games that's come out in the last five years that um, I would have thought that uh, hopefully these guys can iterate on and 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 use in their own kind of way. So, yeah, it looks very good. If you're a horror game fan, I think Ooh. you're in for a freaking treat, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. moving along, Grizzo. Probably the thing, the standout for me um, of this uh, announcement um, definitely really kind of made me go, holy fuck. So um, Final Fantasy 16, the next iteration of the Final Fantasy standalone games, um, is coming out uh, soon, uh, TM. I have not got the fucking old mate here. Um, uh, I think it's, it's next coming year, out summer, summer 2023. Of 2023. There, yep, that's yep. the one. So we have had some trailer. We had a teaser trailer a while back of Final Fantasy 16. Um, they've now released um, a bit of gameplay and a bit more story stuff. Um, and, dude, the trailer is fucking awesome, um, particularly the music, dude. There's, like, this point in the music where they're rattling off all the names of the primals that are in the game. So these yeah, are, like, the big yeah. gods. And it's just, it is insanely epic, dude. We can't play it for you because obviously we'll get fucking cooked. But um, yeah, if you want to go and check out the the trailer for this game and listen to the music, holy fucking shit. Now, people in the chat might be able to uh, to correct me on this, but I believe Yoshi P, who is the game director of, um, <clears throat> of uh, Final Fantasy Online, has got a lot to do with this game. Um, hopefully, I didn't just make that up, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Now, the interesting thing is a lot of the um, sort of art direction for the gods and stuff in this game, so they call the primals, um, seems like they're very similar to those in the Final Fantasy Online game. So obviously, you know, between Final Fantasy games, there's a, there's kind of a, a reasonable amount of, um, you know, similarity between them. But um, mm. yeah, it definitely seems like they're leaning hard into that. Well, dude, I recognise some of them from back from Final Fantasy VII. So Ifrit 
yeah. and uh, Garuda, I'm pretty sure. Yep, Garuda, yeah. Two, two, two of the gods summons that you could have fighting on your side. It, it looks like they're bosses in this, Cap. It looks like there's some kind of conflict between the gods. Well, we, we don't know the full it story. It seems so. Again, we, we don't have an awful lot of gameplay stuff, and I don't know if they did an awful lot of um, kind of uh, here's how you'll be playing the game, but... Essentially, from what we do know, I think you play a superhuman or some super-powered human called a dominant who can control these things called icons, which are those primals. So I believe some of the boss battles will probably be you controlling these aspects of fire who are, you know, Ifrit and Garuda and all this, and using their abilities to fight other ones to maybe gain them, um, to gain their powers. So um i'd imagine like um looking at the at the the cutscenes and the gameplay within this particular trailer looks like that your character can kind of harness those elements and use them in battle and then once you do have these big kind of epic freaking um you know god battles you actually take place as that particular aspect of you know whether it's garuda or ifrit or whoever um mm. but yeah I mean, the graphics look mint. Um, definitely looks like a big step up from the last sort of game, being Final Fantasy fifteen, and even re- the remake for seven. Um, I tell you what, man, the <laughs> it's looking very nice. Dude, takeaways for me: a couple of things. It it looks a lot more dark and gritty to what yes. I feel like we've seen. Dude, there's even a point in other... there where where like there's a dude where there's there's some people just sort of in bed and like you know I, I kind of felt got strong Game of Thrones vibes from it. Like, yeah. um, you know, obviously. Um, they're dealing with things like, you know, like um, uh, a lot more gritty kind of gruesome shit going on, which hopefully they, they lean into that a little bit and kind of maybe make it a little bit more adult. Because, I mean, let's be honest, mate, like the the general audience of um, Final Fantasy, they're not getting any younger, mate. So yeah. maybe yeah, age exactly with the population, right. hopefully. But, mm. um, yeah, it looks really, really nice. There's a few fights that have um, are kind of been shown in the trailer. Um, but, yeah, looks very... So- very cool. The other one, Cap, is I found the voice acting in the trailer to be much better than what I was uh, used yeah. to from previous Final Fantasy games where I almost felt like it was an afterthought. These are obviously what uh, – who's the creator? This is Capcom, right? Um, so we've it's always been felt like it's a bit of an afterthought, bit bit dubbed or something like that. But, no, it sounds awesome. And then the other big one, Cap, is they look to have d- adopted this um, real-time – combat mechanics similar to what we saw in the final fantasy 7 remake but it probably even looks a little bit more in depth than that yeah i think it looks like they're blending 15 and the remake together so it does look like you're only controlling one person so previous iterations obviously you had multiple characters with you so looks like now you've only got the one person that you're rocking and rolling with so some people might not enjoy that so it's quite a big deviation from the usual obviously um but yeah interesting interesting fact here cap so uh the combat director apparently for this game is a guy called ryota suzuki uh who's done things on dragon dogs dragon dogma 2 devil may cry and marvel vs capcom 2 which are all apparently well well known for their combat mechanics and a lot of people are saying there's a lot of devil may cry vibes um and i've never really played one before i know roughly what the kind of style stylistically what a devil may cry game looks like but i've never really interfaced with one before so Mm -hmm. i don't really know how close that is to reality but it definitely people are definitely saying that there's a lot of um a lot of interesting kind of parallels between the devil may cry mechanics and and some of the stuff they're seeing in the in the uh in the reveal trailer for for um final fantasy 16 so hey dude how crazy is it man 
How good do graphics look these days, Cap? I just can't get over it. I mean, I feel like Final Fantasy has always nailed these cinematics, even back in like PlayStation 1 days. I remember being blown away by by the, the cutscenes for Final Fantasy 7 Absolutely, Final dude. Fantasy 8. But looking at this, man, it is just beautiful. Yeah, absolutely pristine. Absolutely amazing, yeah. Even like when the combat's happening, you've got quite a lot of like kind of um, spells and stuff going off and... Um, the camera's kind of moving in and out with your character, you're kind of zipping around. I think that was one thing about 15 is the combat felt quite zippy because your character was kind of like anchoring to certain points around um, the combat zone. So mm-hmm. it kind of, I think they've definitely taken a lot from those previous iterations. And it, yeah, man, I tell you what, it is looking freaking schmicko. So yeah, I'm very great, excited for this. Again, I, I tell you what, man, the trailer when they're rattling off all the names of the different um, well, <laughs> it icons, hyped, honestly, it was yeah. fucking nuts, dude. When I first yeah. watched it, it was just like this this orchestral um, opera kind of shit going on with them singing the names of all these things. And it was just, oh, man, it really works to a crescendo. Definitely, if you haven't seen the trailer for this, please go and watch it because it is out of control, especially if you're even vaguely interested in Final yep. Fantasy. You gotta yeah. go and see it. It looks nuts, but yeah, I'm kind of getting like Final Fantasy Game of Thrones vibes. Obviously, a bit yeah, more me too. Heavy into the fantasy yeah. kind of thing, yeah. but um, uh, a lot more uh, dragons and 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 um, magic. But um, yeah, looks very freaking good. So yeah, very excited for that, Grizzo. Now, you, Grizz, how, is, how is Pav turning green? What the fuck, Pav? How you doing that, mate? Magic. What? Okay, for those at home, I have no uh, idea what Grizz is talking about. Nothing to see. It's all good. We can carry on. Uh, okay. carry Apparently, on. Pav's turned green somehow in the in the, in the Twitch stream. So there you go. It's Hulk. Hulk. Hulk Pav. <laughs> ah, well, Pav Banner. That's they call it. Um, all right. So Grizz, that was basically the majority of the uh, the Sony PlayStation State of Play event. Now, um, a few honourable mentions that you wanted to bring up, Grizzo. Yeah, little little bits and pieces that we just didn't talk about, um, mainly because I know nothing about them, um, and we've we've got a long section here. So um, there's a couple of other releases as well. They talked about one of them was Roller Dome, which looks to be like a uh, you roll around on roller skates and basically um, you can shoot people, and it looks very like interesting. a PvP kind of like um, yeah. rollerblading game, isn't it? Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Eternal Nights. Uh, Eternal Nights is mixing romance with fighting. Uh, so I believe there's like an anime one as well, Cap, that was released. Yeah, it looks that. like an anime dating game with a bit of action involved. I don't really know an awful lot about it, but hey, baby, if that's your vibe, go in and check that <laughs> shit out. Um, and then they also had this other one called uh, um, Season, A Love Letter to the Future, a game with yeah. troubled development released, uh, released this very chill trailer as a part of their showcase. Now, just having a very brief look through it kind of looks like a bit of an open worldy kind of thing you're walking through some town um i think it, it might be a, a camera related game there's a lot of these sort of slowly coming out or have been coming out in the last say few years where your character's kind of a photographer and you go and take photos of things or um, whatever else so uh, just based on my very brief look right now at the game uh looks like you kind of record sound um you're recording um to stuff into your journal and and um you're in quite like a nice um cell shaded world um looks quite beautiful actually it's it's um if, if you're into those kind of chill indie game experiences where you're kind of just cruising through and doing some very chill stuff this this might be the game for you now cap as a sum up mate i don't know whether you agree but i feel like this has been the largest and best state of play that 
I think we have ever reported on on OGR. I just definitely like that we've reported is... on. That's for fucking sure. Out of yeah. eighteen episodes, yeah, we've, it's definitely the biggest and best one we've had. We've seen. <laughs> so... Is it the only one we've seen? There is. I think we've seen two. Have we? Well, there's this is absolute bangers coming out yeah. here. I mean, this this is at. a very nice offering. I, I saw a yeah. leak um, last week about some of the stuff that was going to be included in this. Some of the stuff of which was um, turned out to be true. Um, which I don't know. Overall, I kind of thought it was going to be a bit boring. But um, even like the way that they released the the trailer for the Resident Evil Four remake, I think they did a really good job and definitely yeah. got the hype levels going. I'm just so excited for. Final Fantasy 16. I think it looks really good, um, and I'm very, very keen to get my hands on that. Also, very keen to find out more news on uh, on uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2, um, which hopefully we'll find out soon. There has been some some uh, rumors that we'll be getting some information hopefully Ooh, this month la or, la. or whatever. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, cool. So there you go. Now, Grizz, that was yes. PlayStation's big state of play. We also got something else quite interesting this time from Nintendo. We got the second trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We got a bunch of new information about the game. Now, Grizzo, what are your thoughts, yep. your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts, thoughts is that the professors are both extremely attractive. Uh, yeah, what the uh, fuck, dude? Yeah, man. Like, they look the like... Guy... The guy's got like basically my haircut, a high fade, and then a very well manicured beard. <laughs> Dude, they literally look like like the fucking PT like PT people you see on YouTube channels. Um, yeah. They're like you know t- showing you how to do fucking ab crunches or something. Um, so yeah, they're um, very very uh, attractive professors. Um, um, but I think the thing that excites me the most, Cap here, is the four player co op. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Pokemon game sounds fucking awesome. So before we get into the co-op stuff, Grizz, I just want to kind of let people at at home know, like, so I think I think the idea with this game is it seems to blend Arceus with a with a fairly um, with the usual kind of um, route based, you know, like um, Sword and Shield kind of mainline games. So. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see how hard they lean into the Arceus kind of open world um, style of game. Um, Now, obviously, Arceus had no co-op elements involved at all. And the interesting thing is, now this game, they have introduced some co-op open world stuff, which I think is a great idea, dude. Like, I think that's one thing that was really missing from Arceus was just the ability to interact with your mates and stuff. And I I can definitely see you and me getting in there and and throwing some Pokeballs together and Absolutely. And, um, yeah. and what's interesting, Cap, is most of the recent Pokemon games that have come to date have had some form of co-op action. So uh, Shining Pearl and uh, Brilliant Diamond had the cave um, delving that you could do and you could go around with your with your mates in a cave and chunk away at some stones and do bits and pieces in there. So, yeah, I think this is awesome, man. And, and yeah, just, just to be clear, is this does look like a little bit more open-worldy too, so I wonder how they, they'll integrate the co-op into that and, and make yeah. that kind of work. Well, it's I'm very interested to see how they kind of break the game up because, so, Arceus, there was kind of like open-world areas that you'd go to. It wasn't one open, continuous world. You'd kind of have a monster hunter style go to a particular region and run around through there so obviously with our general mainline pokemon games you have like the different routes and stuff that you 
you go through. So it'll be interesting to see how they structure it. Maybe they do have a blend of routes and open world segments. And how does that work with co-op? Do you have to fuck around with uh, inviting people to different areas? Can you all move together? Like, how, Can you how co-op well... the two different releases, Cap? That's what I want to know. Do you need to have yeah. the same release to be able to co-op? Well, this no is different... the interesting thing. So we, um, our good friend Cardles is um, quite the Pokemon nerd, and uh, he was talking about how apparently the games are set in slightly different times or something like that. Um, I don't know how fucking true that is. Cardles might be talking absolute garbo. And maybe <laughs> yeah. um, someone in, chat, in Twitch chat, or maybe even Pav might be able to chime in on this, but it seems like... One takes place before the other slightly or around the way? I haven't uh, read into it at all, but just purely from like the design aesthetics, the uh, professors and the legends uh, look like one is like prehistoric and one is futuristic. Uh, Like you see the the professor's design of the clothes. One looks like a cave, like a traditional, like, and then, and the uh, legend from that one is like uh, archaic version of the, it just looks like a futuristic and different timeline of the same. Yeah, Pav, those I mean, legendary Pokemon. We have no idea what they are, do we yet? Or no, no, I think we know their names, don't we? Okay, I probably haven't. I'm pretty sure we know their names. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they look like kind of just big lizards that have some cool shit going on. They look. They, the yeah. design is really rad. They look like motorcycles yeah. is what they look like. Yeah, awesome. fucking motorbike lizards, which is fucking sick. Um, yeah. Now, when it comes to the graphics, um, I think they've definitely pumped them up a little bit from when you compare them to Arceus. Um, yeah. I think Arceus was quite um, kind of pastely and um, kind of um, greyed out a little bit, in my opinion. Um, and I think with this particular game, they've definitely pumped the fucking contrast up a little bit and given things a lot more colour. Um so it is looking quite nice. I actually think I, I noticed a lot of the facial expressions of the characters in game seem to be a little bit better from previous iterations. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing that maybe they are starting to slowly get their shit together when it comes to animation and stuff. One thing I'm very interested about, Grizz, is yeah. how many of the different moves in the games are actually animated. Because they <laughs> there were a lot of there were a lot of moves in Arceus that just had the same animation. Um, really? because they're of okay. the same type yeah yeah so yeah and, um, and that's the thing i mean i remember you telling me not only you but others talking about things in the arceus world while it was open and, and wide and, and big expansive areas the actual level of detail within those areas was reasonably um low um and so maybe you know they yeah. just built off what they built for arceus and incorporated into this game and now you're left with something with a little bit more detail and um bit more polish sitting behind it which which is which is potentially pretty cool yeah um yeah just to kind of go back to that move thing i I think it's Mm. more so like they had less moves available so they shared some some because they didn't they didn't put every single pokemon move that was available in the game um i'm guessing Mm. just dev time there but um they kind of just tried to minimize the amount of um animation they had to make so it'll be interesting to see how much how hard they lean into getting everything done because we spoke about this before grizz like Mm. building out these games that have you know hundreds of pokemon in them each with (laughs) unique animations um you know having them walking around and interacting it must be a fucking nightmare it's just like just take you forever um Mm. so it's quite impressive that they're able able to pump these out as regularly as they do to the quality that they do um i mean how many how many pokemon releases are we seeing a year at the moment usually there's like a remaster and maybe like well i don't know 
I think we're seeing one or one a year, at least two a year. Yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, perhaps kind of motioning two. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's um, I think we're slowly getting there in terms of graphical fidelity. I mean, po Pokemon's never really been a, a, a trailblazer when it comes to the graphics of stuff. And I think that purely just comes from maybe, like I was mentioning before, they're, they're just trying to get the fucking game built rather than um, make it look mm. really nice um, and ensure that we do get regular iterations of it because people fucking buy them, right? So, hey, why, why fix something that they're still getting paid to do, right? So, yeah. Um, um... yeah. Cap, there have been a few memes and a couple of giggles and bits and pieces, and I have even seen a couple of uh, references in the chat to this, but the one Pokemon that you do see in the trailer, his name is LeChonk. Yeah, and he's a little yeah. fucking pig, and he's awesome. Little pig, he's so cute. He's <laughs> yeah. awesome. We're seeing him on the stream right now. Um, pretty there freaking cool is. Pokemon. I think my favourite Pokemon from this new iteration so far has been the little olive called Smolov. Um, and it's just, it's just like, it looks like it has severe anxiety. I just fucking love him. I mean, he's sick. Um, obviously the other thing, Grizz, we haven't seen the, uh, the evolutions of the starters yet. So people still probably aren't ready to choose their, their starter. Um, I'm still moving towards the little fire crocodile Fugero, whatever its name is. I just think yeah. it looks so cool. Um, Quaxley all the way for me, baby. Quaxley. Is it Quaxley? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, I think it's Quaxley. I'm surprised that uh, Disney hasn't hit them up with a, a cease and desist on that one. It's basically just fucking Donald Duck 2.0. Um, so, yeah, bit, Pat, bit fucking Pat, rude Pokemon. Any opinions from you, Pav, regarding the starters, mate? Nah, I'm uh, absolutely on the, on the same train as uh, Cap. That uh, little fire crocodile looks uh, okay. adorable. So cute. Yeah. So freaking cute. Snap, snap, um, snappy. But yeah, go and check out the trailer. It's available um, on YouTube. I'm not too sure about the release date on this one, Chris. Do we have a release date for that? November 18th release. 18th? Okay, Fuck, there you go. So coming away, soon. Really. Yeah. Coming pretty soon. So mm. um, looks pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite excited for this game in the sense that I just really enjoyed Arceus. Um, and, and I hope that if they can kind of hit the same open world vibe of Arceus, um, but also... Um, kind of iterate on top of that and give us more quest kind of stuff and interesting ways to kind of interact with the environment. I think they'd they, they'd be onto some something. So that's gonna be quite cool. Now, Grizz, another thing about this game, Toby Fox of Undertale is composing some of the music for it. Mate, you absolutely cool. blew my mind when you told me this. Yeah, that so I actually nuts. think he's done a couple of things for Pokemon games in the past. Um, so this isn't the first time that he's been in on the action when it comes mm. to composing stuff. But I think um, specifically he might have done something to do with the um, the open area um, tune in Sword and Shield or something like that. So I might be wrong there. Don't quote me as per fucking usual. But um, it does so seem like have, he's... Um... So we have absolutely no idea who Toby Fox or what Undertale is. Essentially, yes. Toby Fox created a, a uh, off his own hands, um, a fantastic indie game called Undertale with arguably, Cap, one of the most um, adored uh, soundtracks in gaming. Absolutely, in indie, dude. In the indie scene. Yeah, he's an incredible composer. Very good. So it's, uh, there's a couple, I think it's Megalovania as being probably one of the bigger tracks from there and a couple of others like Bone Zone and other ones. But yeah, if you, I guarantee if you heard Megalovania, you would know it. It's, it's just one of those songs that has been around enough now. Um, and it's one yeah. man band to make this. So it's kind of cool to see um, bigger, bigger game devs like Pokemon uh, picking up people like Toby Fox and recognizing that he's um, 
a uh oh he um, writes some incredible <laughs> some tunes mate so um yeah why not um get him to compose some stuff for your triple a game um, yeah, baby. So yeah, mm. looks pretty freaking good. Now moving along, Grizzo, we've still got a lot of shit to get through. Now, <laughs> did you watch? Did you have a bit of a look at the Sonic Frontiers gameplay reveal, Grizz? I did, and I thought it looked fucking sick. I don't know what people are talking about, mate. I reckon it looks great. I'm excited. Okay. Wait, let's. We need to get down to the uh, the roots of this story. Okay. So yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people are not happy. Um, and are calling no. for a, a delay Sonic Frontiers. Um, yeah, they're so not going to, it, by Cap? the way. It's an open-world um, Sonic game, right? It's an open-world Sonic game. Um, and look, okay, so from a... I This is my thoughts. I think mm. it looks fine, okay? I think it looks okay. This is kind of what I'd expect from a, a Sonic game. Um, they're leaning pretty hard into the kind of uh, look of what Sonic is like in the movies. Um, and I think they're going for this kind of open world thing. Um, now, I'll, I definitely agree with this um, kind of uh, viewpoint from a lot of people. Um, I think we've lost Grizz, but um, I'm just going to keep talking until he comes back. Um, a lot of the issue I think people are having uh, is that... Uh, welcome back. Um, is that it kind of just looks like a fucking tech demo. Um, it, it just kind of looks like someone whipped this together in fucking Unreal Engine 5 um, at the Grizzly Gaming household and just fucking pumped this together in a weekend and went, yeah, that'll do. Um, it's just a bit random, dude. They've got all this, all this like fucking roller coaster shit in the middle of like a hyper realistic um, kind of foresty plains area. Um, and it's just a bit weird um i don't I, really know how I reckon it. it looks fucking great so there's some direct criticisms here from um this article uh cap i've, I've got it up it's gonna i'm gonna be showing it to you on stream if you want to have a look um people saying that stiff animations and sonic isn't fast enough and bits and pieces like this and i look at it i look at it man and i reckon it looks fucking great and i can kind of see i feel like what they're trying to go for here is uh so Mario is a perfect example, Cap, where you had these retro games like Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers 3, and they kind of managed when Nintendo 64 came out to make a 3D version of the game, which they've then carried through to Odyssey and yeah. other bits and pieces that were successful. This is 100% breaking the mold of what Sonic games look like, and you've now got this open-world environment that is is enhanced, and, and Sonic fans are looking back who have played this game back on Sega are probably in their 30s and 40s going, I don't want a fucking 3D Sonic. I want to play <laughs> 2D side-scroller Sonic yeah. and have a new one of those. To me, dude, I reckon it looks fucking awesome, man. Like, Yeah. Uh, I think it, it's it, going to be interesting, Grizz. Like, I'm a bit worried about exactly how much interesting shit there is to do in this world, you know, apart from just fucking running around up rails and up, up the sides of walls. I think, um, you know, graphically, um, I think it looks okay. Again, I think it does look a little bit tech demo-y, uh, but it's yeah. probably about what I expected from an open-world Sonic game, in all honesty. Like, Sonic mm. hasn't had the best track record with its releases recently, and I actually think this is looking a lot better than what I was expecting from an open-world Sonic game. Um, some of the recent They've... releases have been fucking full garbo, so, and a lot well, of, like, critic critique about them as well. What's really interesting, Cap, is this is not the first time a Sonic franchise has copped it from the public when they've released footage of 
of something. So we no. had that we had that issue a couple of years ago when the first Sonic movie came out and there was uproar with the way uh, style Sonic of looked. yeah, the yeah. Style. and, <laughs> and well, in, I, now I vaguely remember saying a story um, the other day about how there's a new Chip and Dale movie and they've used the old um, apparently Sonic's in it or some shit. And like they've mm. used the old Sonic, the one that everyone got up in arms about, um, what, like the <laughs> oh, meme really? Sonic in there, which yeah. is just fucking weird. So quite hilarious. Yeah. But um, yeah, you're not wrong. It's not the first time Sony's kind of caught the ire of um, its um, fans and mm. and required some serious fucking intervention from them. But um, look, I think um, it's early days. Uh, maybe we'll see what happens with this one. Um, I, I, I definitely agree. Like some of the walking animations for Sonic look a bit funky. Um, mm. But I, I, I kind of feel like it, because it's Sonic, it kind of gets away with it. Now, the other thing is when you watch the trailer, you're going to notice things kind of coming in and out of draw distance um, to the point where all of a sudden platforms are just fucking appearing. Um, you can and it looks see it happening now. Kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. So you can see the structures off. They don't look good. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe it has a bit of work. Uh, the, the takeaway oh, statement look, from sure. the devs. Um, was basically that uh, I, uh, you know, we assess it on its merits. Uh, if it all gets polished up between now and winter, it might be a real fun time for fans. Oh, this is actually not a statement. Um, but a delay isn't going to be necessary, I think. The Sonic team has goals set and it's moving forward with yeah. this. So yeah, look, it. what's the what's the release date um, kind of for this, Grizz? So what's the proposed oh, release? Do we have, a, do they have I, that written I, down? I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't got it written down. Someone in Twitch chat might be able sure. to find that for us. But look, at the end of the day, obviously, this is a, um, a bit of a reveal, like in early days. It's, um, I'm, <laughs> Dude, there's probably something in there that says... Uh, so it, it you know. popped um, 50,000 dislikes on yes, a YouTube video. Yeah. And I don't know how people are finding that out because I'm pretty sure they're hidden. So um, yeah, people obviously weird, have the API or some shit. They figured out how to, how to find that. But, um, mm. yeah, I mean, the current one I'm looking at has 60, 76K likes. So it's almost <laughs> as disliked as it is liked. So yeah, pretty right. divisive, yeah. Grizzo. Um, but yeah, I, 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 the other thing is, Grizz, like a lot of the open world kind of interactions that you have, um, so I'm just looking at like one thing that's happening in the game right now is like, you, like the puzzles that just look kind of fucking boring. Yeah, um, twist these three blokes around. Twist yeah. this knob around until it opens a door. Like, okay. Um, mm. So I don't know, Grizz. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, there was also like this thing mm. where you've got to try and um, walk around on this pad of squares and try and not cross over the square multiple times and, and hit all the squares. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm not explaining that very well, but... Um, okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it how it goes when it does fully release. Currently, okay. people reckon it looks like shit. So, well, I mean, look yeah, at that. What the, what's that fucking weird triangle thing that that looks like a place mark for something else that should be there? Oh, there's yeah. bits of it that look really cool. Is this? Do you know if this was made? Do you know the engine for this cat? Is this Unreal? Um, not too sure. It looks looks like it could be Unreal. Um, mm. um yeah, I, I don't. I'm not entirely sure to be quite honest, but um, interesting. Right. Hard to we'll really know these days, man. It's, it's 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 um unless you are a game dev and you know your shit. Mm. But um yeah, I mean, hey, again, look looks um looks interesting. Definitely, I think uh, the <laughs> the critique that people are giving it that it looks like a tech demo definitely can yeah. see why people are saying that. Um, what will it yeah. look like when it exits? Who knows? I, I don't know, Gris. One thing that I kind of um I, I'm just a little bit like a missed opportunity about on this is. You know, you think about the original Sonics and like they had those like toxic um like city landscapes and 
Um, just these more interesting zones. Yeah. This is just like a, a bunch of fucking forests and plains with all this weird, like there's literally <laughs> like skate fucking rails around everywhere. Yeah. It's just like, what? what is the fucking, what is the premise for this game? Like Dr. Yeah, Robotnik's doesn't, gone doesn't, in there doesn't... and just gone, here's all this shit that you can skate around on Sonic, come and fucking get me. You know, it doesn't really yeah. make any sense to me. So, it, it doesn't, um, doesn't line up with any kind of theme yet, does it? it it's very no. a bit Again, it's early that. days um, and obviously there's a lot of outrage, so we'll see how we go. But um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, good luck, Sonic. Good fucking luck. you gotta, you got a big fucking weight on your shoulders. Now, Greer's moving along. Uh, mm. Warhammer, full stop. Lots yep. of fucking news. Like, so they had this thing called Warhammer Skulls 2020, which is a festival of video games. Um, looks like it sort of came out around about the same time as all the stuff for um, State of Play. Now, they released a bunch of information. Now, I'm going to kind of just touch over this because there's a lot of it and we've still got a lot of shit to get through in this particular uh, podcast episode. So please bear with us. Now, first thing is mm-hmm. um, we've got the uh, the Dark Tide um, released their first um, well, not their first trailer, but um, definitely their oh, first. Oh, did of we get a trailer, trailer for that? Did we? Yeah, okay, we did indeed, my Bang friend. That up. Um, so it looks like uh, the latest cinematic trailer for Warhammer Forty K Dark Tide is released. Now, this is the um, kind of uh, if you've ever played Vermintide, um, similar kind of aesthetic, except you're running around on what is essentially a space station um, with zombies and shit on it, and it's a little bit different to um, it's 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 more um, gunplay based than melee weapon based. And mm. Riz has got the trailer rocking and rolling in the Twitch chat currently, so you can have a bit of a. It looks at that. awesome, man. What one thing that I really like is the the 40k aesthetic itself. I yeah. really enjoy it. It's you know you've got a mix mix between the the races, but it's, it's quite dark. Hey, cap like the, cap, yeah. the chaos and the undead. Yeah, and yeah I think um, this definitely aligns a bit more with my kind of interest. I guess Grizz has got a fucking Hello Fresh delivery yeah, fucking sorry, ad guys. playing. Yeah, mate. Where's your YouTube red pal? By, What's going on here? Sponsored by. <laughs> what, hey, what, what happened? <laughs> okay, okay, I don't know what happened. That was it, mate. That's the trailer done. Oh, fuck it sorry up. about but that. But yeah, though. so we we did get a trailer for that. I'm quite excited for this. So again, um, kind of like a four player co op. Um, shoot them up. You kind of got these waves of enemies that you're fighting, trying to get from point A to point B, and you know you got to achieve certain objectives along the way. Um, generally the way that Vermintide worked is you've got, um, you know, levels that you go through, you're trying to, uh, perform certain tasks. Then you go back to a, um, kind of like a hub, uh, where you can kind of spend your money and, and upgrade your characters. So I hope they really lean into the customization aspect of the characters and, and making your character, um, yours with, I guess, kind of power level stuff. Cause I kind of feel like that was what really made Vermintide oh, shine for me. You know, yeah, getting the, the new gear. The loot aspect in that game was was great. I, yeah. I liked because it was all based on dice roll as well. And I guess that yeah. comes back to to Warhammer. You know, being a being a um, tabletop tabletop game. So dice rolling with that. But yeah, at the end of each run, you'd roll dice, and depending on how well you roll, you'll get access to different tiers of loot. And I really liked that as well. I think that was the major draw card on it. The 
I think we all get the um, get satisfaction from loot boxes. Uh, obviously, in in these um, <laughs> in these types of games, cap they're not paid yeah. for, especially uh, ones that we don't have to pay for. I really like yeah, those exactly. ones. Exactly, that's right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that um, so that's the Dark Tide um, information. Now they've released um, uh, a trailer for a new uh, CRPG uh, in the Warhammer Forty K universe called Rogue Ooh. Trader. So okay. um, obviously, leaning hard. Um, taking a bit of inspiration from the classic 90s Australian um, pop band Rogue Trader with Natalie Bathingthwaite in it. Um, don't know if you remember that one, um, Grizzo. I'm trying yeah, to remember what fucking songs band. they used to sing. Um, um, uh, fuck, I'll, I, I'll, it'll come to me. But anyway, um, so, yeah, Rogue Trader. Um, obviously didn't do a uh, an IP slash um, trademark check for that one, uh, but looks interesting regardless. Um, CRPG, so... Kind of, um, kind of looks a little bit. Um, What's CRPG? Kind of. Sorry. What's CRPG stand for? Stands yeah. for computer role playing game. So okay, I think right. the kind of vibe that we're going to be getting is if you ever played the old Baldur's Gates, um, Neverwinter oh, Nights, yeah. dice mm. rolling stuff. Ah, oh, yes, that's right. Sca- a straight jacket, Jim, in in the chat. Remember, my voodoo child, my voodoo oh, child. Yeah, don't I hated that baby, song. Baby, baby. Oh, please you know don't put it in my head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. We've just been DMCA'd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, Shout that was a perfect rendition of that song. So, yeah. Um, so, I wonder if they're going to yeah. use um, any D and D rule sets and stuff for that cap. Um, I know that Neverwinter Nights heavily drew uh, drew from um some of the rule sets from that Not, warhammer's already got a rule set so it'd be interesting to see whether what they pull uh as to, to sit behind that that rpg yeah. game for sure i would assume that they'll leverage as much as they can um i think warhammer's doing a pretty good job of trying to integrate a lot of their mechanics between games and um ips and whatnot just to try and get people i guess across all of their stuff to upsell you and get you to buy yep. fucking thousands of dollars worth of little fucking figurines, mm-hmm. um, which I like the idea of, but I just don't like the idea of having to pay that much. And I also like the idea of painting them, but I'm also not very good at painting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, basically I'm never buying Warhammer 40K. Cap, what were those other Warhammer games that released um, have been released over the last couple of years? I actually have been meaning to pick them up. Fucking like hell, those... man. Good, good, good question. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, obviously stri- Vermintide. Um, so there's a couple of strategy, top-down strategy ones, mate, that have um, been Space Marines. For a bit. Space Marine 1, I think, was one of them. That was a, stra- a strategy oh, game. Let um, me have a peek, mate. Um, whilst you're looking that up, Grizzo, I'm going to move on to the next um, game that they've, it, um, yeah. they've uh, released info on. So uh, they've got a new game coming out called Total Warhammer 3. Immortal Empires, the smash hit grand strategy game finally catches a glimpse of Immortal Empires. It's long-awaited combined map mode, game mode thingy, uh, featuring armies from all three Total Warhammer games scrapping in a gigantic world. This is quite possibly the grandest campaign ever seen in a video game. So there you go. I don't really know anything about that, but um, (laughs) Total Warhammer 3... Immortal Empires, bit of DLC for you for your strategy. Total game. War, I think it was called, or something like that. Yeah, well, right. this one's called Total War Warhammer. So I think okay. I might have fucked the name up. Now, another game coming out, Grizz, that I quite like the look of, and I think you will too Warhammer 40k Bolt Gun. Now, it has classic Doom vibes. Um, really? And I'm talking about like the art style and everything. Is so, it a first person shooter, Cap? It is a first-person shooter, and yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the um, the 
the uh, what do you call it? The bloody uh, screenshots. It's um, got that kind of pixelated Doom first person kind of thing going on. So single player FPS is dripping with nostalgic charm, from intensely lethal weapons to pumping tunes. Um, so I guess they're leaning hard into that Doom kind of vibe with the you know the fucking heavy metal shit and lots of gore and yeah that looks like it's coming to PC and console next year. Um, and they are cranking yeah. them, dude. This is Absolutely. what I mean. Like there is a lot of Warhammer shit coming out. Now the next thing, Grizz, uh, they've got stuff coming out for Warhammer 40k Space Marine Two. Um, get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at the development of Space Marine 2. So a new game coming out. Uh, the highly anticipated next chapter uh, in the story of the former Ultramarines Captain Titus. Um, so, yeah, looks quite good. Um, some of the They've said, shared some screenshots of the environments that they're working on. So, um, yeah, looking quite sexy. Uh, now, another game that they announced, Grizz, Warhammer 40K Warforge, which is a card game. Oh, so another CCG yeah. in a okay. sea of CCGs. Um, we've yeah, got the fucking yeah. Marvel one coming out now, and now this as well. Construct mm. a deck and rise to glory in drafting constructive modes or explore the rich lore behind the galaxy's most iconic armies in single-player campaigns. We do have um, a lot. We've got Gwent as well, Cap. There's shines Gwent. and loads of them around. Yeah. Yeah. There's fucking shitloads of stuff going on, dude. Now, mm. if that wasn't enough games for you, how about another one? Warhammer 40K Shooters. This is called Shooters, Blood and Teeth. Um, Cap, why are these all 40k? Why don't I? I want to see some wood elves, mate, and some dwarves. Mate, no one wants, no one likes wood elves, mate. They're fucking lame. Pathetic. <laughs> no, boring. <laughs> no. Um, so it's all <laughs> Anyways, 40k, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> so this is another game that's coming out. It kind of looks a bit like um, the art styles, uh, kind of cartoony. Reminds me a little bit of um, oh, what's what's it remind me of? Remember that Conan Barbarians weird um, kind of game that was coming out? It was called like Conan. Um, oh, it was like a co-op beat 'em up game, but it was Conan like Chop it was, Chop. Yes, it got the same kind of um, okay. di- artistic direction as that, which is kind of like that. Um, what do you cyanide and happiness kind of? Um, mm you know art style um so kind of got that going on i don't really know what the hell's going on here i'm just going to read a little bit off um basically it's coming in october 20th they spelt it october because there's orcs in here so um (laughs) that's happening um uh, you won't be able to get chase so frenetic multiplayer action um so i'm guessing maybe it might be like a multiplayer thing featuring brand new levels like a weird online co-op multiplayer with three of your friends Look, Grizz, I don't really know what's going on with that game, in all honesty, but it's coming. Um, is it a beat-em-up? Is it like a beat-em-up kind of thing? I don't beat-em-up. know. It kind of looks a bit like a like a shooter thing. Um, okay. So, yeah, like side-scrolling shooter thing. Um, but, yeah, so there's another one coming. Um, now, there is some other shit coming, Grizz, but it's nowhere near as interesting. So, But, yeah, basically, the long and short of it is that there's a lot of fucking Warhammer shit coming. So if you're a Warhammer fan, I'm sure you're all fucking over it. And goddamn, is there a lot of it coming at you? So you're going to have games to play for bloody years. So yeah, freaking cool. So there's that. All right, Grizzly. Now we're here. Our mate. Last main it. topic of the oh night before we hit God. the polls in our quick fire rounds. Mm-hmm. Diablo Immortal has released Grizz. The gates yes. of hell have flung open again. Okay, who's going to save them, Grizz? The man with the biggest wallet is going to save them. (laughs) You are 100% correct there, Capo. (laughs) 
and it's not me. <laughs> well, yeah. look, man, to uh, to break it down a bit, just quickly before we dive into this, I'm just going to read out the Metacritic score for you guys, just so everyone knows how uh, the public are perceiving this game at the moment. So the, the actual critics, uh, reviewers, gave it an 81 on Metacritic. And then, surprising to me, kind of, this is the lowest user Metacritic score that I think I've ever seen on the platform. It is 0.7 out of 10 on the user Metacritic score for Diablo Immortal. Pretty brutal. Now, Grizz, I think what we might do before we get into it is just give yep. our opinions on it. So, yeah, yeah. I might go, you first. go first. Yeah, yeah first, I might, yep, I might yep. crank first. So, yep. look, mm-hmm. this is a mobile free to play video game that is available on PC and your mobile phone. Now, I think it looks just like a I would expect a Diablo game to look like. I think in terms of fidelity, it's pretty good for the fact that it is having to run on a wide array of different mobiles. Um, I've enjoyed my time with it so far. Um, it's uh, It feels like a Diablo game. Um, you interact with it as you normally would, that kind of top-down kind of action um, skill kind of um, skills on your uh, hot bars that you're interacting with and, and using to fight bosses, uh, avoiding shit in the general vicinity and whatnot. I've, I've been playing as a necromancer, and I think for the most part it's... It's pretty good. Um, I think it controls well. Um, I like the aesthetic. Um, I think it's basically everything I expected from a free-to-play uh, mobile game. Um, but obviously there are some big bleeding issues with uh, what is possible in that game, and we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, if you're not a fan of microtransactions, this absolutely isn't the game for you. And in fact, mm. I don't think this is a game for many mainstream gamers anyway, in the sense that mm. um, it's not a competitive game. Um, obviously, there's ways that you can sort of, you know, everyone always treats games in a competitive way. Um, and I think people are kind of getting shitty about the fact that you can spend a lot of money to become competitive in this game. But um, yeah, Chris, look, what are, your, what are your thoughts of the game in general? Uh the actual gameplay, I'm pretty similar to you, Cap. I actually really enjoyed it. And to be honest, I was quite surprised. Um, picking up a mobile game on PC, it ran well. I was running it at 144 frames per second. Um, it didn't feel like a mobile game to me. And what I mean by that is when you've got these ports that are sh- kind of poorly implemented, things like the controls feel clunky. To me, it actually just felt like a Diablo game as I was playing it. And, and, and it felt quite, felt quite good. Um, I did figure out, Cap, why I had a blue screen. Apparently, if you have your frame rate uncapped, it will literally just burn your uh, graphics card um, to the ground because uh, it will just keep trying to run more and more frames. So I suggest chucking that okay. down to, to, to a uh, set, set frame rate down to 144 and what, 120, whatever you are trying Before to Before you achieve. go any further on that, um, there yes. is a bug at the moment that mm. I was experiencing so with controllers, there's a massive controller input lag unless you uncap your frames, which I oh, experienced. Oh, is that right? So okay. now you're telling me that I can't even use a controller <laughs> with this fucking game. Well, mate, you've got a more of a new PC than me. Like I went and <laughs> reapplied my thermal paste and fucking like sorted all my system out after this happened. And then I read this Reddit post saying that, yep, it's a GPU burner if you have the uncapped frame rate. So um, yep, you can't win. Okay, um, No, but I thought I actually... Like from what I played, I put I put in probably um, 
must have been about an hour and a half on stream that I, I played for a bit today. And the game, unlike any other Diablo game we've seen to date, has open areas where you can literally see other players in the world. It's almost like a bit of an MMO kind of style where you've got little events and bits and pieces that pop up in there. And I actually thought that was quite inter- interesting, especially for a mobile game. So I'd, I think it definitely had, um, and going back to that Metacritic score of 81, um, the reviewer score, it the actual gameplay elements and the way it feels and plays and looks and the classes, I actually think were quite well done. Um, yeah, so, so what class are you playing, Chris? I'm playing the Barb. That's my classic go-to in Diablo games. I love the Barbarian. Love the, love the Barbarian. And uh, I've been I've yeah. been playing the Necromancer, dude. And it's pretty fucking sweet. Running around with some skelly boys. Yeah. How are you finding that? Have you found any legendary gear or anything yet? Kappa? I haven't. I'm only level thirty. Um, so I pretty much um grinded to unlock the clan, um, for the OGR fam, which we'll, we'll more info on that shortly. If you'd like to join our clan. On uh, Diablo Immortal, stick around. We'll tell you how. Um, yes. But yep. um, yeah, I, I, I've I've pumped a lot of the storyline. Which I mean, the story. If you're a, a big story fan, the story is fairly forgettable for the most part. Um, it mm. basically just sets up the environments and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely not um, not huge, big fucking Diablo lore <laughs> tidbits. Um, yeah, it's okay. pretty straightforward. Mm. But um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, the Necromancer's been a lot of fun. Um, for the most part, you know, summoning little dudes that do damage and um, the big mechanic with the necromancer is um, as enemies die, they drop their corpses and then you can make those corpses explode. Um, so you have a move that does generate those and then you also have a move that consumes those. So pretty freaking okay. cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, the, the mechanics behind the classes seem good. Um, yeah. So so I haven't really dived into my opinions on the pay-to-win mechanics. I've done a little bit of research here and... If you look up Diablo Immortal on your Google now, it'll come up that, yeah, there's some very bad media right now around yeah. how Blizzard handled the monetization of this. Um, but essentially the end game, the end game gameplay, um, the looting and everything about it is ruined by these pay-to-win mechanics. So from what I've been told, it will legitimately take you thousands upon thousands of hours to get the equipment you need to do the end game content, or it'll cost you thousands on thousands of dollars, essentially. Which is kind of nuts. You would think, okay, like, I always find, I mean, look, again, so before we get into the whole fucking microtransaction shit, I just feel like (laughs) mobile games get away with it for free because they're mobile games, uh, they're a a free-to-play kind of environment, you don't have to buy them, and they're right. You really don't have to buy them. You don't even have to play the game if you don't want to. Um, but obviously, Diablo's um, in a bit of a soft spot of, in people's hearts. Um, yeah. And yeah. for it to suffer um, this sort of microtransaction wound um, on its fairly unblemished history, um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are not particularly happy about it. Um, and I totally understand that. For what the game is at the moment, I will kind of just say my piece right now and get it over and done with. I think the game's fine. Um, just ignore the MTXs and just go for a bit of a ride with it and then don't fucking play it anymore. Done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think that's well, a good way to kind of show how you feel about microtransactions in general is to play these games and not actually interact with those microtransaction parts. So people go, you know, developers go, oh, okay, well, they played the game, so they obviously liked the game, but when it came to having to buy shit, they didn't want to do that. So maybe we just make games where they just buy it outright. Anyways, I mean, that's a way that you can get Cap- around this kind of shit. I kind of see it the same way as you, but maybe I will play this long term 
and on the train and, and, and just play it and never spend a cent. I mean, I did the same. Like, I mean, you made a really good point, Cap. I think mobile gaming, dude, is just like that in general. And the only reason why we're seeing such an uproar here is because, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you who the developer of Clash of Clans was. That had terrible pay to win it. Basically, yeah. any mobile game's got terrible pay to win it. But it's Blizzard, our beloved game that we all love that made Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 and even Diablo 3 being real successful and to have these kind of things built into the game. it's yeah, A lot of people have probably come into this not playing other mobile games that have this yeah. predatory nature of uh, of monetization, but yeah. and hit in the face but, with this, and it's a bit of a shock, you know. Dude, the problem is like, okay, so like we can all bitch and moan about the fact that there's this stuff in these games, but at the end of the day, dude, people are actively spending huge fucking oh, yeah. dollars on these games. <laughs> yeah. So why wouldn't they just make them? Who fucking cares, dude? So, I would so, if it was me and I was making big cash, I'd be doing it. So Sorry. on that note, on that note, mate, like. Multiple big streamers. I was sitting in um, Quinn's stream today, and I sent you a picture of it. He dropped four and a half thousand US dollars to try to get a five star um, gem from one of the rifts, which is essentially what you need to start pushing the end content. And he hadn't even had a four star one drop yet, and he was just sinking. Each new rift would cost him twenty five bucks for him to go in and do that rift to get a chance to get a drop. Yeah, and he's just thinking it, and the tally is just going up on his stream and up and up and up and up, and it's Yikes. just like, yeah, big, big. So yikes. it's like it's, it's almost not yeah. even pay to win because you can't fucking get anything, even if you pay for it. It's still <laughs> chance. It's still chance. There, are, there are other uh, pay to win mechanics, but I guess the real question that I want to wanted to pose to you here, Cap, is this: like you say, this is a free mobile game, right? What other monetization model could Blizzard use here to to make? the money that they need to be making from the development well, time, having yeah. a triple A studio make something like this. Like how, how could they actually make What would you as game? a consumer be comfortable with um, and then be able to make the same amount of money that they have been able to make from mobile games in the past? Probably not much, but yeah. it's working for them. So why would they stop? Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm saying that a good way for you to actually show like Blizzard that, you don't give a shit about their MTX stuff is give the game a crack. See what you think. If you don't like it, just fucking delete it and don't buy any of the shit. So they actually see that you are interacting with these games and that you don't enjoy that part of the game. I mean, well, this is I, all data that they're collecting, right? Like, I think the big one for them, mate, is just take a look at that Metacritic score and they're going to be seeing that 0.7. I mean, we've seen with Blizzard in the past that um, uh, – public perception of a company. EA went through it with Battlefront as well. It really does impact you as a business to get shitty yeah. reviews. But um, do you know what, Grizz? Also, it doesn't because at the end of the day, man, like how many fucking people that play mobile um, mobile games on their commute to work, who actually, none of them read, a lot of them don't read IGN. They don't give a shit about <laughs> Metacritic. Yeah. But the thing right. is, we are in this bubble of gamers where we enjoy to know more about news and what's going on with gaming. There's a lot of people who play video games that just don't fucking care. And so they don't see any of this shit. They just go, oh, there's a new game called Diablo on my mobile. I'll give that yep. a crack. Oh, oh it's, had, okay. it's had heap millions of Three downloads. Bucks. Fuck, yeah. Dude, there that. are so many people that live outside yeah. of our bubble of gamers that just don't all care right. about any of this Let shit. Let me put this to you, Cap. What if uh, they removed all the pay-to-win mechanic, but the game's standalone was 20 bucks? But there was So all the end game shit that you needed to do to play the end game was just all on drop chance. Everyone had the same chance. Absolutely, I'd buy that. I mean, but that's what I like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like... I mean, these developers have track records of these games making huge amounts of money, way more than they're going to get from... Okay, 
I, I tell you right now, Grizz, this game will make more money than Diablo 4. Yeah, I agree. Way more well, money. Didn't, didn't you say last week when we had a look at this, wasn't the mobile gaming industry like bigger than fucking most of the AAA games that come out, yeah. like in terms of money? Yeah, monetary yeah. value. And, and these games are pumped full of microtransactions that, and I'm going to say in air quotes, everyone hates, but how are they mm. making so much fucking money? Because people are fucking paying it. So why would they <laughs> <Yeah>. stop? <laughs> I'm sorry, but we just we just keep uh, coming back to this fucking thing where apparently every game is outraged. But wait a second, how are they still making money if everyone's fucking outraged? Hmm, something's not someone, quite fucking right. Someone here, needs is there. to get someone needs to get this game and make a mod for it. So it's if this was a standalone Diablo game, dude, like this with open world areas where there are public events with an end game that actually works, you don't need to fucking spend hundred thousand dollars to play. Yeah. Holy shit, man. This would be... So, and with like clans and things, like maybe this is something that Diablo 4... Maybe, okay, maybe Diablo 4 is going to have... I already know there's going to be public events in it. Maybe maybe that is what we should really be looking forward to. And this yeah. is just... A, I, I think, look, this is just something to tide you over if you want to... If you just want some kind of Diablo aesthetic, this will get you there. Um, just mm. ignore the microtransactions um, and just go for the ride through the campaign, maybe try some of the, the dungeons. You don't need to engage with the microtransaction stuff. I'm not entirely sure how important all of the pay-to-winny shit is for you mm. to actually kind of just enjoy the game in the end game anyway. Um, I think it's just people being completionist and um, I need to have all the stuff and I need to have all yep. the gear and I need to be yep. competitive. You know, it's a fucking mobile game, dude. Why are you trying to... Why are people trying to be fucking you know mlg um you know what i mean and spend thousands well, got, and thousands of dollars they've got um like rift ladders and stuff right you can be the top in na and the top in oceania and stuff like that and streamers and other personalities obviously like to achieve that but cat before we uh finish up this one i've got a couple of reviews here one in particular that gave me a chuckle that i just want to read out from metacritic here we go um the score on this was zero out of ten blizzard outdid themselves with diablo immortal this game really makes you feel like you're in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yep, that about sums it up. Look, yeah. uh, okay, For, um, closing statements on Diablo Immortal Grizzo. Um, mate, I think the gameplay is great and I'm really looking forward to getting in there with some of the OGRs and maybe we can do a community stream and yep. start working our way through. I believe at max level cap there is some group dungeons that we can go do and screw around with i'm nowhere near that yet i think i've got like a level 25 or something like well, that apparently but... there's raids in there as well grizz yeah so i don't know so... how many people can get in on raids like i'd love to do some kind of nightly just jump on for a little bit at a certain time with some of the ogr people and do some dungeons and just group content um yeah. look if you are interested in joining us on the mobile game and um want to ignore uh, microtransactions along with us um, you can search for our clan on the Bloodsworn Oceania server. That's Bloodsworn, B-L-O-O-D, Sworn, as in fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> I've just sworn at you. Um, mm. And look up OGR, um, and you should see Big Clapo as the, uh, the what do you call it? Um, the Dungeon Master. I don't know what you call him. The big, the big mad dog. So, um, Kahuni. Fucking yeah. So that's the, that's the way it goes. Now, um, that basically sums it up. I think in terms of my um, kind of closing comments, I think it's a solid Diablo game that suffers greatly from over-monetization uh, to the point where it's probably going to end up killing it. I hope that 
what happens is they just do what I imagine they're probably going to do, Grizz, is release this game, pump it full of microtransactions to begin with, and then slowly roll them back as people stop playing the game and try and get people back into it. Um, yep. And then they'll probably mm-hmm. expand the content and then it'll probably become a bit, little bit less pay to win. And yeah, overall, I think it's Dude, a pretty good uh, thing. You know what, pretty Cap? I'm happy for them to keep the battle pass. I think that is an effective way to manage... Um, you know, I agree. Like, uh, Fortnite yeah. does it. I don't see an issue at all with that. But just make the drop rates of the shit you need to play the end game there. Like, make yeah. it achievable without having to spend thousands. You know what? Of hours I just wish or... more companies, uh, countries, um, are doing what's going to be in. And actually, do you know what? I'm not going to mention this because we're going to talk about it in the quick fire. I am going to prime you guys with this idea that there's com- countries that are doing an interesting thing regarding microtransactions, and I hope more countries jump on board. Um, but Grizz, that basically covers all of our main topics. Now, we've been yep. pumping for ages, so we need to pump through the rest of this content and finish <laughs> right, off mate. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we obviously missed podcasts last week, but we did have a Twitter poll from that week. Um, now, rest in peace, Ray Liotta, uh, one of the um, voices um, of the... Uh, 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 what do you call it? GTA series, um, I believe. Now, was it? Who did Ray Liotta voice? I believe it was from um, not San Andreas. Bloody, uh, um, he was in Goodfellas as well. Um, what, what, Vice City. It was in Vice, Vice City. City. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. he played uh, Tommy Tommy Vachetti. Um So uh, Ray passed away um, the week before last. Um, and so we asked people what their favourite um, Grand... What, what, dude, I keep calling it, going to call it Grand Turismo, fucking Grand Theft Auto um, <laughs> game was. Mm. So of what we had, we put down... So we know that there's more games than this. Um, there was... Uh, we, we, we only had four options that we could squeeze into the, into the tweet. So please excuse that. We, we offered for you guys to chuck down... Um, uh, your favourite one in the comments if it didn't appear in the options. But uh, we had GTA 1, GTA Vice City, San Andreas, and GTA 5. Um, so, Rizzo, have you got the results there, mate? I do, mate. Yep. So GTA 1 had 30% of the vote. GTA Vice City had 0%. Uh, GTA San Andreas had 40%. Um, winning overall over GTA 5, which had 30%. So. Yeah. I, I think San Andreas, well, I voted for San Andreas, definitely my favourite. I think the whole CJ thing was just a really fun time. Um, mm. And, I mean, in all honesty, I've only played a little bit of, of all the other ones because I'm not really a huge GTA fan, but um, I think same, San Andreas mm-hmm. was definitely my personal fave. So there you freaking go. Mm. Now, guys, we put out a poll every bloody week, and if you want to be involved in voting in that poll... Just join us on Twitter. Just look up uh, twitter.com slash OGR show and you'll find us posting random shit during the week uh, mm-hmm. and also find the Twitter poll towards week's end being generally about Friday or Saturday we'll pop it out there. So generally some kind of relation to a topic that we're going to be talking about in the next podcast. So um, we were probably going to be talking about GTA last week, but guess what? Last week didn't fucking happen, did it? Because we had COVID. <laughs> Goddamn so go. COVID. Yeah. Goddamn it. But um, yeah, all right, moving along, Grizzo, into our quick fire rounds for yeah. the week. Now, quick fire, mate. let's quick fire these out because we've been going for a fair while. But uh, given that we had uh, no episode last week, we're happy to kind of go a little bit later than mm-hmm. usual. So there you go. We also started earlier tonight. Uh, so 
normally stream live from Twitch. If you're listening at home and you'd like to see the live stream, you can always join us at around about 7 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time on Monday night. And then uh, obviously it gets podcasted out later. Anyways, quick fire round. Now, I did um, kind of allude to um, this. This is a Diablo Immortal related news item. Uh, Diablo mm. Immortal is being blocked in Belgium and the Netherlands. Um, those two countries have loot box slash gambling laws. And it uh, looks like Diablo Immortal um, uh, infringes upon those laws. So you won't be able to play the game in those um, regions. So oh, this is what I'm saying. Bizarre, I hope that it? more countries do this. Yeah. You know what? There's people that uh, the same thing happens when I get Twitch streamers coming in that aren't able to do the channel voting predictions for the same reason. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Yep. No joke. So is for some countries. Legit? Yeah, legit. In some countries, you cannot uh, you cannot do the Twitch channel prediction so, uh, for gambling gambling laws reasons. Well, that is well. the first I've heard of. That's very interesting. Mm. Um, okay. Well, um, there you go. Well, yeah, I, I think um, so. Obviously, I believe that a lot of these laws kind of. I know Belgium kind of generated their laws that kind of coincided with the loot box stuff that was in um, what's it called Overwatch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. So that was mm. when these laws kind of slowly came into fruition. So now Blizzard's being bitten on the ass again um, for releasing a game that has shitty MTX stuff. So um, they can't release yet another game in there. So there you bloody go. Uh, now, moving along, Grizz, on to the next quick fire item. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Xbox streaming dongle. We spoke about this a little while ago. So Xbox have formally acknowledged that they are indeed releasing a streaming dongle that you'll be able to play Xbox Game Pass games on directly to your TV. So you won't even need a console. You'll be able to just find this kind of like a Google Chromecast, I guess. Um, Chuck that into the HDMI port or whatever, and you'll be able to play games straight on that um, and stream them directly to that device. Dude, so, it would be so fucking awesome if it works without having massive input lag. That is something that I truly think will be quite game breaking for some I, people. I think that's going to have a yeah. I think that's not having to have actually, a physical console, mate. Just being able to play a library oh, of dude, games. Absolutely. Yep. Like, think about you could easily just take that around to people's houses and stuff. Like, just super portable, super mm. easy to sort of get on board with. Obviously, the only thing you'd probably need will be an Xbox Game Pass subscription. Um, and obviously to pay for the dongle, but um, yeah, pretty freaking yeah, interesting. And, and, and it makes way for things like um, uh, hotels having them, you know, as part of uh, just in the TVs that are in the rooms and other bits and pieces. Yeah. Makes it so much easier to have that technology yeah. on on hand. It's I think cool. they're going to sell a lot of them, man. I think it's going to be quite uh, quite a lucrative little business model for them. And uh, yeah, so they're calling it Keystone for now, but I'm sure that the name will probably change down the track. But yeah, mm-hmm. there you bloody go. Now, Rizzo, yes, mate. Stranger Things, mm. season four. All right. So, Stranger Things season four um, came out, Cap, um, and it has taken the title from Bridgerton's second season, which was watched for 139 million hours during its debut week. Well, Stranger Things season four beat that by 93 million hours, so nearly double Bridgerton. So, Damn. pretty dang huge. Not really gaming related, but. Uh, Still, it's um, it's relevant. I feel like far out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, this is the fourth season. I suppose. Um, I believe they've greenlit a fifth season or some shit. So I haven't really caught up to what's going on in many TV series. Nah. And I think the last Stranger Things season I watched was probably two. 
Um, yeah, so... it got a bit weird and I stopped watching it. Um, but Lily watches it, dude. Lily's watched the new season. She's all over it. My 12-year-old is all over Stranger Things. So. Now, did you yeah, know yeah. a lot of those actors are making upwards of $150,000 an episode? Holy Scheisenhausen, man. That's just the lowest paid ones. So they, they're kind That's of a- in brackets. There's 150, 250, and 350, and I think Millie Bobby Brown might be even even more. Well, so. Cap, that's what we get paid for each OGR episode, mate. So yeah. So thank up. you to the Patreons yeah. for keeping those numbers up. Um, mm-hmm. Would like to get a few more on board so I can buy my second um, luxury yacht. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, the Bugatti comes with the yacht, mate. So you know, it has the ramp <laughs> yeah, off right. the back, so I can drive straight yeah. into Canning Highway down the road for me. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, but yeah. So there you go, Stranger Things. Mm. Now, Grizzo, Dragon Age. Mm. There was some sort of um, information that came out a while back that uh, Dragon Age is having a a new game uh, in development. Very cool. Uh, it looks like since they have now announced or formally announced the the name of that game, it's going to be called Dragon Age Dreadwolf, and it's going to follow solace who is a character from one of the uh, other games i believe maybe two can't quite remember right but um a lot of people are uh, very excited very excited very excited um, not you apparently no no i did shit. play sorry i was i was a bit uh, i was i was looking at something else there sorry about that um <laughs> no no dude i did play a dragon age and i did enjoy it they're like the um rpg kind of um, in-depth storytelling games, aren't they? Yeah, but, yeah. There yeah, was a lot of good. like sexy business going on in those games. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah. So some of the first games um, to have some sexy business happening. Um, sexy business, like Witcher. Mm. Like The Witcher. Yeah. So um, you know, uh, Bioware, who also create Mass Effect, um, they also do the Dragon Age games. So um, I think Dragon Age Two um, was quite was the open worldish one, which I quite enjoyed. Um, Got mm. a pretty good critical acclaim, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, we we'll get some some kind of maybe more information. It sounds like it's probably still in early development, so I think we're probably a fair way away from getting more information. But there you fucking go. Um, it has been announced the name formally. So, Dragon Age lovers rejoice! Uh, now, moving along, Grizzo. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor that was announced recently. Um, yep. They've now announced, well, revealed a teaser trailer, which kind of, um, mm. I don't know if we can maybe get that up on the uh, the OGR fucking old, mate. Uh, uh, yeah, it it's on my good. screen now, if Pav wants to share it. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, uh, this is the sequel to Fallen Order, which was released, I believe now, Cap, in 2018, yep. uh, f- uh, quite a while ago. But essentially it came out of absolutely nowhere and took a lot of people by surprise in the yeah. quality of the um, gameplay. It's almost kind of like a Souls-like combat Definitely feel. had Souls vibes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, followed uh, Cal Kestis, the red-headed... Uh, uh, Jedi Knight, um, and I never finished it, Grizz. Did you ever finish it? I I think I fin- can't actually can't remember. I played it on stream um, for a while and loved yeah. it. I can't remember that I finished it or not. Not, not really too sure. But yeah. it was it was great, dude. And you yeah. know what was really nice as well, Cap, that it was something that came from EA that wasn't it was shit. a it wasn't shit. Had no loot boxes. It was you pay for it once and then you yeah and you, you, and you just you bought it. a game from EA. Who'd have thought just, that kind of you bought a complete game. You didn't have to pay for the lightsaber or the ship or any other things in it. No, um, without being sarcastic, it generally was a, a good experience to play it. So I, I will definitely yeah. check this out when it comes out. And um, like the first one did, this came out on Xbox Game Pass as well. So yeah. um, 
potentially someone for existing subscribers can jump on that and um, potentially play this as well. Hell yeah, dude. Um, it's going to be, it looks, it's the, the, the trailer looks pretty cool. It's got um, pretty dark vibes. Apparently it might be oh, set yeah. after the Order 66. Uh, well, actually, was the first one also? Maybe I'm just a fucking idiot. I think basically what's going on in the game is like um, they're trying to basically wipe out the remaining Jedi after that Order 66 stuff in the films. Uh, have you ever seen the, have you seen Star Wars Grizz? Uh, we talked about this, I think, the last episode. I'm actually not a. I haven't. I've seen the originals, and I haven't watched yeah. any of them since then. Zero. Okay. Well, in the in the Zero. early in the in the ones that state take place with uh, Anakin Skywalker, there's a um, they enact Order sixty six, which is basically them saying, "Okay, we're going to kill all the Jedi, and we don't want any more Jedi anymore." And that's that's where um, you know that's why they became rare, essentially. So. Um, mm-hmm. I think this kind of game takes place, you know, after that and they're kind of chasing all the Jedis and there's, you know, small groups and sects of them in hiding and all that kind of shit. So um, in the trailer, <laughs> you see that um, Cal Kestis has got some friend or some bloke in a, in a vat of liquid, kind of like Luke Skywalker is um, after oh, yeah. number one or whatever. But um, yeah, looks interesting. I think, I think uh, Straight Jacket Jim has just uh, just left the channel unfollowed and all of that because I know that he is a very big Star Wars fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would too. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Now, Grizz, there what you mm. you wrote in the um in the in the uh, what do you call it the uh, the, yeah. the run sheet that there was no Elden Ring news this week, and guess what? There fucking is, mate. It seems Oy. that From Software has shadow dropped a little update that has reduced the aggressiveness of bosses that have two, um, two kind of characters in the boss fight. So duo bosses. Um, really? So the yes. god skin duo and whatnot. Yeah. So okay. um, those boss fights are slightly easier now. It tends to be that um, they you won't get pummeled to death with both bosses at the same time as much anymore. You'll tend to have one that is kind of the aggressor and the other one kind of hangs back a little bit. Really? Um, yeah, so they've, Get they've out kind of, of made it a little bit easier. So um, there right. you freaking go. There was some Elden Ring news. There you go. Um, Elden Ring news at the end. Cannot go an episode without Elden Ring news, Capo. Absolutely not. Be be rude. Be absolutely mm. bloody rude. Um, now, Grizz, uh, one thing I wanted to kind of close off with is the fact that Summer Games Fest begins this week. So that's kind of outside of the PlayStation uh, state of play stuff that's obviously already happened um yep. we've got a lot of shit happening this week there's a bunch of different partners that are kind of working with the summer games fest which is the brainchild of jeff Keeley, one of um gaming media's big um head honchos mm. uh so what's coming grizz we've got um a, here's the partner lineup these are the people that are apparently releasing or announcing stuff or working with summer games fest we've got 2k uh activision Atlas, and they're the guys who do Persona. Um, Bandai Namco. Uh, So, hey, maybe we might get some information on what's going on with uh, Elden Ring DLC news. 2K do Borderlands and stuff as well, don't they? They do indeed. uh, Um, Some people are saying um, uh, GTA 6, perhaps, because they also do that. They do some shit, apparently. So, (laughs) GTA 6, perhaps. Uh, Some company called Bluber. Bluber team. I don't know who they are. Capcom. Uh, I'm just going to read some that I recognize. Deep Silver. Uh, Devolver are going to be there. EA, Epic Games, um, Humble Games, uh, Focus Entertainment, Netflix, PlayStation are going to be there. They've already done their thing, though, I think. Um, Sega, uh, Square Enix, 
Uh, maybe we might get some Final Fantasy Part 2 information. Who knows? Going to be some showings from Xbox and Bethesda, um, Tribeca Festival, and, and Steam, and a bunch of other um, people, Warner Brothers. But, yeah, so they've got a lot of different partners now. As for what's actually happening, Grizz, got a bit of a rundown for... I'm just going to use the Australian Western Standard Time because that is the global time scale that everyone should be using. Um, so... I use We've that one. The, yep. That's the one that I use all the time. Yeah, it's actually too. really good, yeah. and people should learn yeah. how to use that one because it's probably the best one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, State of Play has already happened. That was June 3rd. We've got the Upload VR Showcase, which is taking place on uh, Thursday, 9th of June at 11 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time. Uh, the Summer Games Fest itself is going, so that that's their main kind of, um, I guess, uh, offering and, and show. That's happening at 2 a.m. Australian Western Standard Time on the 10th of June. We've got Devolver Digital having their showing at 6 a.m. that same day. Then Tribeca Games Showcase at 3 a.m. on the 11th the following day. Then we've got the Netflix Geeked Week Gaming. I don't know what that is. Uh, That's happening on the 11th at 1 a.m. Gorilla Collective, 11 p.m., don't know who the fuck they are. Now, the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase, June 13th at 1 a.m. Um, and then we've got the PC Gaming Show at 3 a.m. on the 13th as well. So quite a lot of shit happening. Um, again, all those times in Australian Western Standard Time, if you don't know the conversion, well, you probably should sort your life out because it's the best time zone in the world. It's um, plus eight, isn't it? Caps plus eight, I believe. It is GMT plus eight. Thank you very GMT much. GMT plus eight. Mm. Thank you very much. Mm. But yeah. Um, that pretty much rounds up the entire episode. Now, it has been quite a long episode. We do apologise. Was apologize that two hours, also. dude? Was that two hours? Probably, about, probably oh, about two hours, I think. Shit. I think, um, how have uh, we got time? Yeah, we are officially over two hours as our longest oh episode yet. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, there was a lot of news to go through, and mm. I think we're making up for last week not being online, so... Hopefully, you guys at home don't care too much about that. I'm sure you. I'm sure you guys like a bit of bloody gaming news and elongated <laughs> gaming news. Um, so yeah, enjoy this lengthy episode. We'll be back to our usual one and a half hours next week, mm. um, assuming that we have enough news to go through. Then maybe we'll be on less than that. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Grizz, closing remarks before I do our usual fucking socials roundup. Get into our Diablo Immortal clan. Yep. Details Absolutely. are in the Discord, yes. which means you need to join the Discord, all right? I don't think we've even got you in our Diablo Immortal clan yet. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not in there yet. <laughs> I started right my character on the wrong server, mate, but I'm yeah. coming, all right? He's coming. coming. Up pretty quick. Have you started on Bloodsworn yet? I have, yep. I've got like a level 20 or something, I'm pretty Please, sure. you're so not far off. I think you're about yeah. level 30 when you get access to clans, so... Um, yep. Actually, that's a note for everyone um, listening at home that wants to give Diablo Immortal a crack. Um, that's how you can do so to get into the clans. You need to get to about level 30. So just follow the story till you get there. And then once you do, um, well, firstly, jump into the Discord and let us know that you want to join um, so we know what your username is. There's a lot of random people who try to join clans, so I deny a lot of people. So if you're listening at home and you want to jump in, please let us know either via Twitter or Discord so I know what your username is because... uh, we don't just want a bunch of randos in our fucking clan, okay? OGR yeah. community only. Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, as for uh, other stuff, again, a big thank you to our Patreons. We bloody appreciate you. Thank you for supporting us financially. Uh, it's really wonderful. Um, if you guys at home f- feel the want or need 
to share money with us and help uh, financially support us further, uh, you can go to Patreon and look up uh, Oceanic Gaming Radio uh, and uh, you can um, send us some dollars to help keep this podcast alive. Um, Continue, please, please continue to consume this media on either podcast or Twitch. Um, We really appreciate you guys listening along and uh, giving us your thoughts in Twitch chat or on Twitter. you can find us on Twitter on uh, slash OGR show as twitter.com slash OGR show uh, on, on, or on Twitch at Twitch TV slash Oceanic Gaming Radio, where you can find us broadcasting these episodes live to you every Monday from around about 7 p.m. AWST, unless it's a public holiday, uh, which we've had a few of, and uh, we start a little bit earlier because we bloody can. And Pav's shaking his head, but guess fucking what, mate? Too fucking bad. We got no more public holidays, Cal. Yeah, true. <laughs> True, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think the next one's in like September or some shit. Yeah, but, uh, and then no more until next year. <laughs> yeah, so which is a bit sad when you think about it, mate. It basically, means I just got to work my guts out until yeah. next year, which sucks. Um, mm. But um, yeah, so uh, you probably can expect Mondays unless we get COVID again and uh, knocked out. But um, yeah, probably not going to happen. Uh, touch wood. Um, okay, so yeah, there's that. Um, now, if you're not in the Discord, we'd love you guys to come and join us in the Discord. Um, not too sure how you'd find that. Probably just go to our Twitter and then look in there for a link tree. Probably the best way to find links to all this shit um, is either in our Twitch bio. Show notes, baby. Show notes. Anywhere, anywhere anyone is listening to us right now, in the description, where all of our details are there. Okay, there you go. Literally everything's in there, guys. I didn't know that. Um, I hope. So. And if and if it's not, then find us and tell me. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Yep, please do help us. Now, as always, guys, I always say this. I'm going to keep saying it every week. Please go and tell one friend about this podcast. Just tell one person. And hopefully that person will go and tell another person and will just grow organically. And then me, Grizz, and Pav will fucking be sitting on our super yachts and sipping fucking pina coladas and driving Bugattis on the fucking racetrack down to Barbagello's Raceway in Perth, West Australia. It's going to be fucking sweet. And we need you guys to get in here and help us get to that. Okay? So appreciate you. All right? Now, that's about everything from me. Anything from you, Grizz? Anything from you, Pav? No, that's it. All good for me, mate. Excellent. Well, we're always looking for uh, ways to iterate on this podcast. So if you have any suggestions, check them in Discord. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time on the Oceanic Gaming Radio Podcast. Thank you. Bye.